Ladies and gentlemen, very, very special guest today. Flew him from Sydney, Sollywood. What's fucking popping, bro? What's up, man? This is my first time down here and everything. <laughs> Wait, I, first time in Melbourne? Oh, I, I call it my first time. Like, uh, I got family that live in like Narrawarren. Um, hey, shout out to Southeast. <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> I got family out there, but when I came down last, like literally the only experience I had in Melbourne was like Fountain Gate, like shopping center. And that was it. Like, Wait, you're really Polynesian, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you that is what? a poly thing. Like <laughs> to come to Melbourne and go all the way out to Fountain Gate because your family's in, in Nari? In Nari, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I had funny. I got like family shit. They stay like like Hampton Park as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. HP, HP, yeah, shout yeah. out HP. You, you know what's funny actually? Like, <laughs> I, I guess, I don't know if we'll get into this later, but- No, nah, go for it, bro, whatever. Even like, so my whole family's like woman, right? And so yep. like they're pretty- big islander community type yeah. thing like um i was getting told by like my mom like she's like there's a there was like this rapper from melbourne that like stayed with your uncle and i was like who who apparently like hp white like grew up with like my uncle in melbourne like no out, way out those ways yeah and so i was like oh like really and then like um I ended is wide the younger one yeah wide wide is the shorter the one. shorter one the shorter yeah, one. yeah 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 and yeah. so i was like that's just like a crazy link to me already that it's like yeah my whole my whole dad's family like pretty much when they flew over like from sao or something like they like they stayed at their house sort of thing. so your background is samoan right yeah yeah full samoan yeah oh yeah. actually i'm part chinese part chinese yeah like colonization and all that Cause, yeah no because yeah that's a shout out because <laughs> that's that's a thing like um i definitely i think hefs is part chinese too no yeah hefs is part chinese yeah um but man you know i i do this is going to be a very uh polynesian-esque uh podcast because i have so many questions <laughs> because besides panya um you've been our only polynesian guest and there's right. so many things that yeah. i think you have the answer to okay that yeah. i need to ask okay for sure um yeah but before we get into that um mm. for those that don't know you bro tell us a bit about what you do your uh, roles and like where it all started for you um okay yeah so yeah for those who are i guess new to the journey type thing my <laughs> name is solly my, my real name is solomon but yeah people call me solly i'm 22 years old uh do a little bit of production here and there. I DJ. I just picked up like a job at like Triple J. And Let's go, <laughs> Triple J presenter here. Yeah, yeah, it, it's cool. Like you know, it's a, it's a nice little job and all that. Um, pretty much, I got my start in in the scene like uh, through my homie Yao, who I met through uni. So shout out to Yao. Um, he put me on like. Cause you know, at uni and stuff, we just like kicking and talk about music. I went to the Australian Institute of Music. Okay. Sydney. Yep. 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 And so pretty much like for me, that was like my first time meeting other people that liked the music I like, like outside of yeah, where I stayed, you know, cause mm -hmm. out, out West, you know, out in Western Sydney and stuff like- What suburb out where's you from? Uh, it's called, it was called St. Clair, which is like a, maybe five minutes from where Mount Druid is. Okay. So, yeah. so deep, I was deep like- west. Yeah, real yep. deep West. Yep. Yeah. So I was like adjacent to all of that too. And cause of church, like I mentioned, you know, like with mm -hmm. Mormons and all that, like pretty much, all, you know, they were really all out in the Druid type thing. So mm -hmm. that was just like the area base. But the thing is, it's like, you know, the music that I guess, you know, that I'm into and that like I sort of make and whatnot is not there. You know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't exist anywhere out there mm -hmm. sort of thing. So, you know, going out to, to uni and stuff, I started uni in like 2018. I, I only did like a year of it and I dropped out. Like, hey, better than me, bro. I did one day. <laughs> nah, <laughs> like, bro, I don't need a degree for any of that shit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I met my homie Yao and then like we just 
talked about music as you do sort of thing. And then I kind of started seeing like, bro, there's other people that do this type of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like there's other creators out here that actually listen to what uh, you know, I listen to and actually want to do what mm-hmm. I want to do. And so, you know, he put me on for like my first set sort of thing big shout out to him and then pretty much from all that it's sort of just like seeing everyone do cool things you know out in an environment that i wasn't like familiar with because what people don't understand is like bro west and east is like completely different worlds. different countries different countries because <laughs> like different bro countries i know you had mr c on and he was talking about like the Hell shire yeah. and stuff right that's like mind-blowing to me because i've never been to the shire mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. like i've never even been out there so nah um shout out kate she watches this yeah shout um, out kate <laughs> She, every time I go to Sydney, uh, I'm like, oh, we'll, we'll hang out or whatever. And, and she's like, all right, I'll be there in an hour and 15. Yeah, no, and I'm like, out, what? Yeah, because Kate, Kate's out those ways yeah. too. Kate's, Kate's out those ways. It just blows my mind how, how actually how far it is from the east or from the city. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense because, you know, if it's that far away, yeah. there's going to be different cultures, yeah. different interests, mm-hmm. you know, different landscape even. And and here's the thing, like, um, with with like, I, I guess I've only been here for a few days, but I feel like with Melbourne, it's like the connection is a lot stronger because you guys just have a way better planned city. Like with Sydney, 100%. it's impossible to get anywhere unless you got a car, and yep. that's like a big barrier for a lot yep. of people because you know a lot of guys might not drive or whatever. And to be honest, I don't think you need to do that. You know, like what, like why should you just to go connect with other people, yeah. sort of thing. Um, and so I feel like that just sort of causes like a mad divide, you know, between a lot of things. And, and that's why there's this gatekeeper mentality. Things are just harder to read. Yeah, we're going to get into okay. gatekeeping. Okay, yeah, uh, we'll talk about that. That was one of my points. Okay, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, bro, you know, I've said it a few times and I'm sure everyone's aware that Melbourne, or at least the CBD is on a grid. Yeah. And uh, the way that Melbourne is planned is that obviously the CBD is right in the middle yeah. of like the bay almost. And then it's just surrounded like yeah. nicely with the suburbs. Whereas Sydney is like- the the capital yeah. is on the coast. Yeah, like and then right. it just goes and out. it just goes all the way out. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the thing is like and I was talking to a couple of people like about this last night actually. Big shout out to um Eletherios who I met in the studio. Actually. Hey, like, shout out Left Teddy, man. Yeah, yeah. Hey, bro. He like brought me out to the studio, like, and we just cooked up last night, literally. Nice so, guy, like man. six o'clock, bro. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn. Shout and out him. I was like in the studio with like a goon, shout out Goong, and like mm-hmm. C D, shout out C D. I met mm-hmm. like um Josh, come come get shot as well. Like, shout out to them. Yeah, all, yeah. All the mother all the mother blokes, K Vinyl and all that. Shout out there. Oh, shout out K Vinyl yeah, too, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was meeting all those guys, I love them. But um what's yeah. we're, we're like talking about that? like um because everything's out in the east like so you know like the industry's out there yeah you know it's just and because of that thing it's like such a different world it's like they have no idea what's going on out west you know they don't really apart from one four that's well, the only thing they know okay let's what well, we're here we might as well get into yeah. that so really you know you're one of the front runners when it comes to uh being an ambassador for the west yeah um i'll back my section you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you definitely do. And like a yeah. lot of other artists that are from the West are very proud that they're from the West. Yeah, man. And to be brutally honest, 90%, I want to say, yeah. of the popular or the emerging yeah. music is coming out of the West. Yeah, man. You're not going to get artists from, you know, the the, the North Beaches or whatever nah. compared to the to the West. <laughs> nah, man. Um, so an, an initial question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. And this is obviously pertaining to the West because, you know, I'm assuming here, but I think I'm correct. Most of the Polynesians in Sydney live out West. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah, so you got Mount Druitt, which yep. is like, you know, where I kind of like was raised. Yep. You got Mountie, which is like really big. And then you've got uh, Campbelltown, which is like further down south. Yes. Like really, really down south. Like it's like mm-hmm. deep south almost. Yep. Um, and then that's like probably like the second biggest hub of like, you know, Pacifica people out, out those mm-hmm. ways. Um, so I asked that because this is a question I've wanted answers to for, sure. for a while. Yeah. So obviously, you know, we've said on this podcast before that, you know, I wasn't really a big fan of Australian music maybe prior to 2017, 2018. There was don't, no one- Don't worry, like me too. There was nothing, yeah. you know what I mean? For me anyway. Yeah. Um, but now, bef- uh, disclaimer, before I say this, there's obviously indigenous and African Australian artists that are doing their thing. Yeah. Obviously. Enough. That goes without saying. But because I got Solly here, I wanted to ask this. Why did the Pacifica, um, why did the Polynesian surge of artists come around 2018 and just continue? And why do you think people from, you know, the Polynesian countries um, led the charge to make Australia an actual scene? Because that's what I feel like. (laughs) Well, the way I've always seen it was like this. And and this is like, I guess, a thing of like the industry, right? So- Really, you know, one of the big hip hop OGs was How How we yep. used. So big How shout we. out to How. Yeah. Um, and he was sort of like our representation, and the fact that we had him, you know, it was sort of like okay, you know, every every poly that's gonna make it mm-hmm. goes through him, you know, and and it's because okay. we've had that. Whereas with the African Australian community, mm-hmm. there hasn't been a How. Yeah. And okay. I talked to Moe about this last night. Shout out Moe. Shout 3K, out Moe. 3K's manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was like tell, telling me, he was like, yeah, like, you know, you Islanders got the representation out there in the scene and stuff mm-hmm. because, you know, we had a how, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we, we actually had someone out there looking out for us and he was the only one really. And he kind of still is if, if, uh, if I'm going to be And honest. he's got a big position. And he's got a huge position in, yeah. in everything. You know, his influence stretches you know, further than he, I think even he can see. And so Maui was just like telling me like, yeah, man, there's like no one out there doing it for the African Australian community, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a big reason as to why, you know, the, the poly scene exploded because the thing is with 1-4, 1-4, you know, 1-4 have like, I used to see these guys like, so, so you know, background, like, one four moment as well, like you know. So I actually like, grew up with those guys, like bro. Like there's like photos of me and YP in like the same church camp and <laughs> shit. Like it, like it actually stretches that far back. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I used to see like Spenny, like Spencer, and that. Like I was super tight with his family. I was like really good mates with his younger brothers yeah. at church. We went to the same ward, um, which is like the building or whatever. Damn, it's um, so such a small world. Yeah, there. man. So I used to see him like play in his dad's band and stuff, like real young, you know. So these guys were pushing it out out you know still doing their music out type thing but it's because you know they were islanders doing something different you know because they started doing like they started rapping on like drill beats and stuff like Mm -hmm. that because you know prior to 2018 it was like bro like or prior to like 2017 really it's like but all the islanders were on there like you know wearing dickies and pro clubs like on that like west coast yeah they love that shit on that bay area type you know and it's only natural because you know that's like another Huge community out there as well. It, yeah, exactly. Yep. So it's like, yep. it, it only works. And like, even like South Auckland is like really on that buzz still. Shout out Dude, South Dude, man, you know, I got to say on that, that's a, that's a great point. Yeah. When I, uh, growing up, seeing especially the Polynesian community around sort of the Southeast, like Dandenong and stuff, yeah. they loved West Coast West culture. Coast, like yeah. it was, it was um, Chucks. Yeah. Dickies, yeah. Snapbacks, yeah. Yep. like, yep. you know, Crip Walking either, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, all yeah, that. Yeah. And- 
they've always just gravitated towards that. So you're saying that one four came. Uh, you're saying that one four came in with a completely almost UK esque style. Yeah, so and it blew everyone away. Almost it was like they were uploading mad videos to Facebook in like 2017, and like I remember seeing it and being like. Well, well, they were on like the trap bars and stuff. They were working mm-hmm. with their producer, Hollaback Beaks, who's, who's now passed away. Rest in peace, Manu. Rest in peace. Um, and so they were like on some, I guess, you know, like real 2011 trap sort of stuff. I, yeah. is, is it, I don't know. It's like, it like a thing of like, <laughs> Australia was sort of that far behind sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah it's like yeah. everyone was on that, like Lex Luger. Lex Luger shit. In yeah. 2016. Young chop <laughs> shit. Yeah. 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 Like, and it's just like kind of weird. But what sort of kicked it off was uh, Hefs actually, because Hefs like started rapping on like, grind beats you know uh-huh. and then there was like this whole thing of like wh- like this is kind of interesting sort of thing because Hef's, Hef's has also been rapping for a while I knew him as Hefner like because he was part of like the um hooligan squad the H- HS boys which is like Dune side yeah. um and skinny so, hooks yeah yeah skinny that. skinny yeah. and all that and like um their mate Muzzle and stuff like I used to see him rap and all that like and so it was cool to see Hefs because Hefs used to rap on like boom bat beats like there's like videos really? of him. yeah he rapped he had a video on um the, the burn beat Mob Deep, yeah. And he was rapping I can't that. picture that. Yeah, I know. It, like, it's crazy, right? But this is like going way back. Fuck. And this is like a, if you know, you know type thing. Like nobody even knows. Like, yeah. Like he has to be from the area to have shit. seen these videos. Yeah, man. So he was actually on his rap shit, like for real. But then he started putting out like, you know, grime influence stuff. Like he put out this song called like The Area. But he was still on like his American accent. He used to rap in an American accent too. Yeah, but lot, it, was just, it was just kind of like the thing of like one for then breaking out and then starting rapping on like Harlem Spartan sort of influence beats. Mm-hmm. And then people were sort of going like, what, like, oh, this is kind of hard. Like what is well, this? Well, one four and people in your area specifically, yeah. were, were they, uh, was Harlem Spartans and like early UK drill, was that yeah. like a big thing there? Or was no. it only like one four <laughs> listening to yeah, it? Yeah, very like, and, and big shout out to uh, like Darso as well, Sally one four. Um, yep. Like, he was like the real, I guess, like rapper head of it, you know? And so they had that rapper edge, like, they, cause he, his favorite rapper was like Big L, like. Uh, he's like, yeah, he likes bars. Yeah, he, 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 he loves his bars, but it was, um, and this is like new information to me, like, and it was sort of like Lex who sort of pushed them to kind of go, yeah, let's, let's jump on the, this type of production. Let's, let's do this, you know, let's, let's go and do, Damn. you know, the, the, the drill and whatnot. And so it was super unique because it's like, bro, like no one was listening to that. Like no, no one out, out those ways, like out my ways was on any of like the UK stuff. Like no out one here was. Yeah, yeah. No, literally like to me, like my, even my only exposure of like UK rap was like what? Like Stormzy. Like, you know that was, I mean? Yeah, for me, it was Stormzy, Chip, Chip Skepta. Uh, yeah, Skepta. And then Skepta. like early Dave. Yeah, very early days, and that was that was it. But drill almost drill, nah. was new to yeah, me. Yeah, very very new, and so it was like a combination of one four doing that, uh, have doing his thing on on like grime beats very early on. I know he's on like the hard style stuff, but yeah. he he was doing gr- like you know, real grime stuff really early on, and also Pistol Peter Enzo. People don't really talk about Pistol Peter Enzo when they talk yes. about the entire scene, but yep. Pistol Peter Enzo sort of pushed it because they were really the first ones who started rapping in their natural accents. And okay, that's what yeah. sort of kind of led the charge almost. And and um, I've been told this by CG Fez, shout out CG Fez, like Blake sort of led that charge for one four. And so it was, they were like, let's start using our real voices and stuff. Like let's actually start sounding like ourselves, start putting in references, start, you know, actually like talking about what goes on here. And so from there, like one four sort of got that love, you know, in the West type thing. Like, but they were only known out those ways. Like they're only known out in the Druid sort of thing. How, right? how was it? How was it? And I never, I've never, ex- the closest I got to this yeah. and I wasn't, and it, you know, I'm not going to take credit for it was 
the buzz that HP Boys had because yeah. it was 15 minutes from my house. It wasn't yeah. even the same suburb. Yeah. I don't know any of them, but yeah. it was like, oh, cool, someone down the road, yeah, yeah, yeah. like down the freeway yeah. is doing it. But you were in the thick of it. Yeah. What was that like when, when they were coming up? Like, was everyone just like full speed ahead support? Yup. <laughs> nah. No. <laughs> Here's the thing, and, and this is everyone, everyone's going to be like, I was sporting one four. No, you yeah. weren't. No, you fucking weren't. Because in all their Facebook videos, like everyone was hating so bad. Like the thing is, thing is, and this is like with Polynesian communities, like all around the world. And I'll be honest, like there's a thing of like tall poppy syndrome where it's like, you know, it, it's just like, culture of being humble and and not backing yourself you know and, and that sort of like kind of spreads throughout the community but in a toxic way almost because when they were pushing their music and and this goes for like all the polynesian artists out there you know like pistol pete and enzo yeah even like elijah yo shout out to elijah um like people weren't supporting it like that because they just kind of went like oh look at this look at this like, like wow what a rapper guy like who do you like you know who do you think you are like type guy you know yeah. and that was like so strong with all their videos like leading up to what you know which was the sort of single that put them on the aussie rap scene yes and the thing is with what you know it was like that was the video that they like shot it in in uh, the dawson mall which is like at the back of uh Mountie westfield um, proper area shit then. yeah proper uh, proper area shit and so from the what you know video they then got exposure in the aussie rap scene like i'm talking like the the like uh you know um like the chill in there and, yes. and like the the wombat and, and like all, like that sort of scene yeah I'm, yep. I'm not really familiar with that myself i need it to happen still but like so they they got pushed in that direction and then they did like a massive show in like 2018 and it was just like crazy to me because it's like i never seen these worlds collide because i knew these guys from like hustle hard tv and all that you know wait so one four did a show with like the quote-unquote like aussie rappers yeah like, like in late it and, 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 all and that. like late 2018 there was like a lineup of a bunch of people I, I, I don't know the exact names but i remember seeing that and i just remember being like oh like they're crossing over now because wait what songs were out just what you know it was it was like okay so there was the first one which was um don't want it. That was the that was the very I first one. I actually haven't heard that. Yeah, no, I don't think it's like anywhere to be found. Okay. Like I think maybe someone might have uploaded it onto YouTube, but this yeah. is like going back in the archives type thing. Yeah. There was that. There was a song. Oh, I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's like two seven seven O's in the hook. Like pe people will know it. People will probably comment it or whatever. Yeah. Um. There was that, and then there was Ready for War, which was like their Harlem Spartans type one. Like it, the beat's a straight rip off of a, of a Call Me a Spartan. Like yeah, it's like, I've heard. I've yeah, heard this one. yeah, yeah. It's like a straight yeah. rip off. <laughs> but then it was Fuck. what it was what you know that sort of kind of put them on the scene in, in the Aussie rap scene. And then, you know, like all those guys started, started showing them love. Like, I'm pretty sure they got like co-signs from like intern and, and like, you know, all yeah, like those, 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 that scene. And because Howie is tapped into that scene, you know, because it's been around, it's mm -hmm. established. He kind of, you know, facilitated. I saw, saw the what you know video and was like, oh, like these guys are, these guys are like saw, these guys are like Tongan, you know, or, or whatever, you know, let's, yeah. let's go out there. So, um, talking with Howie and stuff, like he said that that was his first time coming out to the West, coming out to the Druid, like meeting them. That was his first time. Howie's not from the West? No. Nah. Okay. He's from Queenbean, shout out. In Canberra? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? This is funny. <laughs> Bro, last episode, me and yeah. Genesis spent like 15 minutes before the episode yeah. uh, trying to teach me to pronounce Queen Bean. Oh, <laughs> really? And you've just said how he's from there. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. That's nah. fucked me out. Yeah. yeah. Nah, so it's like, and even to him, like, like the West was like a whole new world, but the difference between, I guess, like me and Howie is like, like I'm actually 
of you know like yes. I, grew, I grew up with these guys i seen these guys like you know as kids type thing like i knew these guys before any of that like i didn't even know like p.o was trying to rap shout out yp i didn't even know he was trying to rap until like it's way later and then i seen like someone upload a video of him rapping like the message lyrics like before before the message was out and i was like oh he's trying to rap now like to me it was out of the question because he was so quiet like in in church and stuff like that like oh, that's what i've heard i've heard yeah, from people yeah. that he's very humble and quiet yeah no nah, and, and he always has been like yeah. you know like and so it was just funny like that that to me was like oh okay even even spencer even spencer was like kind of funny to me to see him rap because i was just like oh like i just seen him play like you know drums or whatever in his in his dad's band and i see him at church and whatnot no way. Yeah. and i was always cool for his family like shout out to the mongolongos like um because they they all sort of grew up like I, I grew up with their family too like and, and they've got a massive family so you know i just see like spending like all around and stuff and then seeing him start to step into the rap game um was do you, do you think that they're also to my initial question yeah why the polynesian surge has been so big yeah is it because all of you grew up in church which then equals growing up around music to me the, the what do you reckon that doesn't matter the the music thing didn't come from church like the the because because in our church it's like or i don't i don't really go anymore but in in the mormon church it's like it's all like you know soft piano hymns that you sing like okay. the music the music thing it just i feel like it just generally comes from just being pacifica like yeah. just like having it naturally in yeah that's type yeah thing. and plus like you know these guys like grew up around like you know their, their family's bands and whatnot so mm. that's sort of just like led them down that path anyways. And like I said, like Lex and Darcel were always trying to rap anyways. Like Darcel's actually like, you know what I mean? Like he's cut from a different cloth. Like he's- Darcel is- Selly one. Selly, okay, Selly yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like I, I knew these guys like, like you know, completely sort of separately and stuff. I, I met like Darcel um, one time cause he came to my house actually. <laughs> he came to my house to like record. Oh, yeah, like so him in section 60, if you remember. Yes, yep. So Naomi, shout out to Nams. Uh, that was like my best mate in high school. Like. It's real. You, yeah. <laughs> it's just bugging me out how, um, you know, I was speaking as well with, with someone from that area. And, yeah, yeah. and um, they're just like, yeah, they're just, they're just from the area. And I'm like, yeah, but it's different for me. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't know anything about that. So yeah. seeing them, they're like stars to me. Yeah. Like no. for you guys, it's just like, oh, that's, that's bro from yeah, back in the day. <laughs> that's my, like, that's my, like my bro. Like yeah. I still call him my bro and stuff. Like I know he's doing his thing in there, but that's my, my guy still every time we link up shit. But yeah, so Darcel like came to my house with, with Nami and we did like a song together. Like it was just on some like, you know, like, I don't know, kids type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, I had like a mad conversation with him and he was just like, yeah, like I love big girl and stuff. And then um, that sort of kind of said to me like, oh, this guy's like actually trying to, be a rapper type thing, you know? And then finding out, cause I never met Lex actually, you know, I knew his younger brothers and stuff cause of church, yeah. but never met Lex. But talking to, talking to Fez, who was like um, Lex's best mate and stuff. I work with Fez a lot. Um, uh, he was like telling me like, yeah, Lex is the one who sort of like had the vision to like go, okay, you know, we're trying to do this. We're trying to actually put it all together sort of thing. And like, actually let's, let's push this one four idea. Thing is like, and, and the name changed too. Like, cause they weren't always called one four. They, they came from their group. Uh, like their group of boys and they were called Notorious Familiar. This is like, if you know, you know type uh. thing. Notorious Familiar, one, like NF14. That was the original name okay. of, the, of, of the group. Yep. Um, and it's cause they started in like 2014. But because, you know, there was a, I think, I don't know if there's like logistics or whatever, I guess maybe because there's like another rapper called NF. Yes. His music's fucking whack, I'm yes. sorry. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes and yes. Yes. Um, I guess maybe they just probably changed the name of that. I'm not too sure. But like, even even that, like that whole branding themselves, like one four and starting to just, you know, do the, you know, the rock the TNs and the videos and, and, and actually go film out, like, you know, 
in the area type had thing. They, have they always had they always been dressing like that and stuff before yeah. the music? Yeah. yeah. Like I've seen these guys like always dress like that. So yeah. it's like to me it wasn't. So they just incorporated it. It wasn't a yeah. part of like, oh, let's brand. No, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, like yeah. they were like, you know, no one, especially no one, Nami. Like, you know what I mean? Because he, he used to bring me around like, you know, like those ways and stuff. Like, because he's from St. Mary's, which is like mm. sort of like, I guess like next to Mountie yeah. and stuff. And so I just kind of like knew, I guess, you know, the, the, the street life down there and stuff. And, and like, you know, all, all my guys at church and stuff like that were pretty well involved with like, you know, the, the gangs and stuff that yeah. go on down there. Yeah. Um, and it was like, yeah, it's all completely natural. Like they were just like, you know, they, they were like the ones that were rocking TNs and stuff. Cause I remember back in like high school, people used to still clown them, you know? Well, yeah, I feel like we've spoken about this on every Dem Ones app, but yeah. it's, um, I feel like, um, and, you know, a lot of people have said to me when I put the message as the 12th best song to ever come out of Australia. I agree. Um, a lot of people said to me, you know, why the fuck are 1-4 there, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I don't think you understand. Yeah. It's not just about the song. song. That song, yeah. in turn, inspired yeah. and had an impact on uh-huh. so many people. Bro, yeah. I'm telling you right now, when that shit came out, yeah. I thought TNs were fine. Yeah. You can wear them now. Yeah, you yeah, know what seriously. I mean. You can it, dress like that now. The shift because it's the cool. Air, the, yeah, the shift in the air was so palatable. Like yes. it was like as soon as the message dropped, all of a sudden everyone's like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, eat well, eat well, yeah, like doing all that, like starting saying." You think, like I, you think yeah. I knew what pig Latin was before yeah. that stuff came out? <laughs> yeah, everyone's right. saying like Adelaide stuff like yeah. that. Like, but the, to me, like that's just always the buzz. Like I've been on because that's like you know, that's yeah. my area. It's more of a shock to me than you. Yeah, like yeah. to me, it's just kind of like it's shocking to me to see other people that aren't from yeah, there start yeah. all of a sudden, you know, coming out with this like, you know, lingo and stuff. Cause it's funny, like even seeing like South Auckland jump on it. Cause I'm like, nah, you're all <laughs> doing the sea walk, doing all the seas off. Like, nah, you're yeah. on that bus. Like, but shout out there, like they're cool. Man. But yeah, like to me, it's just the shock almost to see that many people sort of gravitate to the lad culture, which is funny because, you know, you know, you guys had Mr. C on and, and mm. like, the lad culture didn't start in Mountie, you know, it started in like- Yeah, the, in the city. In the in the city, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that just happened to sort of make its way out west, yeah. and, you know, later on. But people sort of look at like Mountie as like, oh yeah, that's like lad central. But I'm like, nah, like these, like this has actually been here, like ingrained in the city since like the nineties. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Marrickville and all that. Like, like, like Mr. C was saying, like, yeah, you know, like the, Waterloo, you know, Willamaloo. The, you know, like the Broadway boys are running mad deep and all that. Yeah. Like, even like Snowy Batman and stuff. Shout out to Snowy Batman, it's so hard. Um, was he just on Spanion? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah even yeah. even like the, a guy like Spanion, you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's like that's where that's where all the lad culture started. But it's just kind of funny because on a mainstream scale, lad culture was like nowhere to be seen okay. until One Four sort of brought that up. That's what I'm saying. And so people yeah. kind of was like, oh, attributing. The like lad culture, like oh yeah, w- that's like one four style. But I'm like nah, nah this been is, around. This has yeah. been around. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, and that's like a context. Thing. Like you got to understand Sydney. To and know that's that. and that's the point. Yeah, they made it palatable. Yeah, because maybe it was because it was just other ethnics doing it. Yeah, but yep, I just like oh, this suits yeah. and this is cool. Yeah, and maybe because it was matched with like such high intensity, yeah, aggressive yeah. music. Yeah, I'm like okay, because they're about it. Fucking oath. Look, Tell about it, man. We're, I'm not going to, I don't want to, because I know it gets techie. Yeah. And I don't want to get into that side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of because, course. you know, I got no idea. But um, yeah, even just, bro, even one four, obviously, I think opened the door. They did. Right. Yeah. But then, you know, and I know Hefs came up at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then you get people like 
Lissy, Lissy, Mussy Rook, Mussy Rook, Billy Marie, Hook, A Girl, Hooks, Hooks, Skinny, Hooks Skinny. Um, bro, that we could sit here for ages and name yeah. people. Uh-huh. You, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean, yeah. Panya. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like it just you guys are really leading the charge, and um, I think yeah. one four need to be credited. And this is what I say, the message is more than just the song. That song, yeah. open the floodgates. There's, there's Aussie rap before the message and yes. then there's Aussie rap after the message. Yes. You know, like there's there's a definitive shift in the air, you know, after that song dropped. And That's I remember, I remember like, I don't know if I can say this, like- We <laughs> uh, can I mean, cut it if you want. Uh, yeah. No, like um, Saudi Systems. I remember when uh, Saudi Systems yeah. was going on yeah. um, and it was like at the peak of its prime, you know, um, they like dropped the message in the club. And that's like the first time Ever. I've seen like anyone go ape shit over a song from the area yep. in a club in the city. Yep. And it was like, as soon as it dropped, everyone was like doing the like, yo, one more. Like you can see yeah. my mate Adam, shout out Adam. Uh, <laughs> he's like in the, he's like in the video that they posted, he's like doing the this, this and that. And I was just like laughing, like, yeah. you know, just seeing it. But the energy was so crazy. Like I literally, like everyone just sort of jumped it, it like at the same time, as soon as that, like JM more one for a veteran, like boom, freaking like this small ass little room. It was in Oxford underground and then they dropped like the message and this was what um i don't know i can't remember what month the message dropped in it was even like march or april 2019 yeah. but like the the event was like pretty much like two three weeks after and it was like when the message was like you know freaking like throwing around in the street so then it's like they they dropped it and then like the reaction was insane in this like tiny little room like i don't know if you guys have ever been to Oxford. i've seen videos and- oh yeah you've seen videos of it it's tiny but it's like everyone there was like because the thing is it's like in in like in those events and stuff, ninety percent of the crowd is from the west. Yeah, you know? like ninety yep. percent of the crowd is from the west because the, the east motherfuckers don't give a fuck about nah, that. They, they want to go marquee. Or yeah, yeah, fuck. they want to go fucking yeah. ivy and fall yeah. in the pool and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> but like the the energy in that in that like little fucking room, like and everyone just like kind of looked at each other and they were just like, yeah, fucking no, this is it. Like this is it. Like bro, I remember seeing videos just being bro, jealous. Right, I was like, jealous. It's like the entire room just fucking erupted as soon as that first lyric dropped, like boom. And then they had to spin it back. They had to legit spin it back. And that's like, that's still to this day, like, and I need to, I need to get experience the culture a little bit more out here type shit. But that's like, to me, the hardest ever reload I've still ever seen in my life because the entire city was just there experiencing it all. And everyone just sort of knew. Like, yeah, this Bro, is it. We, we, uh, I'll tell you straight out. Yeah. I've been to probably the major events in Melbourne, most yeah. of them, yeah. and there's never been a reload like that. I saw the video yeah. um, of it. And then to piggyback off that, uh-huh. they bring them out as a surprise performance. Yeah. No, very, and even that show was like super what crazy. The f- Bro, that's, this is the first, people yeah. don't understand. This is the yeah. first, they told me off for yelling on the last step. This is the first time- <laughs> That you know you're proud yeah. to hear Australian music. Oh man, out yeah, hundred percent. Because then they start playing like all the like Hefs in the club, and they start playing like yeah. HB Boys in the club, and then people. Does start that get techie when they play artists from different areas? Oh my god, don't talk to me about that, man. Like that's is so, that a thing? It, it is, it is, and it sucks because I'm like, uh, bro, like why are you tripping? Like, because yeah. because you know I'll be at like house parties and stuff, like you know, late 2019. And then like, you know, the, the, dr- the driller scene started like actually coming up and mm. stuff. Like you started seeing like um, other acts sort of spring off of one four and stuff. And so there's, there was like, and then, and then you started seeing like um, 21 district pop up and 21 district was like, you know, um, 
out out Guildford, out Marylands, out Auburn, which is like mm-hmm. you know a little bit further from is that Inner West. That's not Inner West. It's a it's a it's like a whole thing. Like so, I grew up. So I grew up the Greater West. We call it Greater West, right? And we called that area Inner West. But here's the thing, like. That's not actually the inner west. Uh, okay, like yeah, I get you, the inner I get west you. is like Newtown, Marigold yes. to to like what I like what I say like white people. Like yeah, because yeah. because their whole frame of reference kind of stops at Parramatta. You know what I mean? For and you, Par- it's inner west, but for them, it's yeah, not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because to 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 them, it's like bro, we're the fucking whoop whoops. Yeah, like, yes, they're, yes, they're yes. like you know they're like they only know Parramatta and maybe Blacktown, but then yeah. it's like they don't know anything going past. It, like Penrith way, yeah. And all that, so yeah. to us, to them, they're just like whoop whoops, and they call that inner west. But to me, I've always grown up knowing that. Like, oh yeah, that's a city. Yeah, that's a city. Like whatever. Like uh-huh. any anything past Stratfield is city, and yes. Stratfield is like sort of like like kind of like where in west sort of begins. Sort yes. Of thing. And so, like my frame because living out so far, yeah, we call it in like we just call that in west. But yeah. um, anyways, uh, back to my point, whatever. Like. So twenty one districts sort of pop started popping up and stuff, and then you you just started you just started seeing like seeing like an influx of like I don't want to say clones, but they were just all definitely like just inspired by by the sound or whatnot, you know. And then from there, like because there was this is how I feel like there was such a pressure to uphold the the like image of like yeah we got to back our section type thing. It kind of it mm. kind of went the wrong way in terms of like you know of of how to go about it in, in my opinion, like. People started seeing it like as in like oh we gotta go back it and we gotta like you know fuck off everyone else type thing like but don't listen to them yeah don't yeah because music. you know people will be tripping like you you play like Young and Lips at a party right and Young and Lips isn't isn't from Man right he's of yes. like he's from like Cabra right which yes. is like completely different shout yeah. out Cabra Matter yeah. um but then you know like like all the boys from the twenty seven we call it the twenty seven because that's like the postcode the post yeah yeah two double seven zero right yeah yeah, yeah. so so yeah. I stayed in like two seven five nine that's my postcode okay. shout out Sinclair um but yeah like anyways you know people would hear like lips at a party and they'd just be like turn this off lad like doing all those ones and shit. and I'll be like bro like what like because this song's popping look again not my field of expertise no, but no, no. I I do I I am aware I'm yeah. very aware yeah. of who fucks with who yeah and it, it can get a bit. I, I th- almost feel like yeah. there's not many neutrals. It's like you're either mates with these guys over here these guys, or, or you're, you're mates, mates with, with these guys. The, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And again, yeah. I understand why things happen, yeah. but yeah. there's a slight part of it that could probably be detrimental to the scene. The, the, it is. And it's like, see, I'm, I'm not even like, that deep in the in the gang culture, like I, yeah. I could probably point you to some people to talk to you really about all yeah. that. But it's like yeah. uh, what I know about it is that it's just been going on for a long time. Like yeah, know, yeah. the the beef with like Greater West and Inner West has been going on for a very 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 long time. Mm. And, you know, it's it's been so ingrained in the Western Sydney, you know, like the Pacific, you know, to get the gang culture out there. You know, and so it just sort of, you know, the, uh, seeing them seeing one four sort of made them go like oh like. We can do this for our yeah, area. We, we can do this for our area. But the thing is, they—I I just feel like they sort of approached it the wrong way, you know, like out those ways type thing. Out uh, in the west, like my inner west, not in your inner west. Yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I think <laughs> um, I think personally that, um, and not to say this was their yeah. intention or this is how it planned out, but it's—it's yeah. it's almost like I've said, you know, we see it happen in America all the time. Yeah. If a big act pop pops off yeah. and they are involved in that life outside of music. Yeah. A lot of people from other areas that aren't so friendly with them, yeah. they do fight. They see an opportunity to be like, okay, we can be the voice for this area, and yeah. then you know, then tracks start happening, then yeah. subliminals, then yeah. you know how it goes. It's it. The thing is, w- with me, was that you know, this 
that scene sort of started like outside of the 27 because the 27 sort of just sprung up because it was like, you know, support type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But outside of the 27, it was like things started popping up because it, they were like trying to respond to one four. Yes. And I was like, uh, to me, that's not how you should go about it. Like you should yes. be doing it just to do it, like just cause you want to do it and yes. just be louder than one four if you're going to go do it better. But people mm-hmm. just started sort of going like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, fuck one four, fuck one four. But I'm mm-hmm. like, that does nothing for you. That just sort of puts you under their wing because like you've come up, into the scene and yes. stepped and put someone else's name in your mouth straight that, away. Yeah, it's it's look, it's very um that's very interesting. That's an yeah. interesting point because yeah. um you know, y- y- at, for their career-wise, you'd probably yeah. want them to come out with their own yeah, sound man. or style or yeah. approach. Cuz cuz I'm I'm not like that. You know, I wasn't cut from that cloth, you know. So I want to see everyone succeed type mm. thing and that mm. I feel like that shows in what I do. So to me when I when I see that, I'm like, "Nah, man, like you guys just got to you guys just have to like push your own shit, you mm. know, on on your own terms type thing and not live on another group schedule." And this that's is not about what they were doing. this is not about this is actually in general. This is probably this is, this not is all a, about 21. Yeah, district, yeah, no, this like, isn't like know. about 21 district into yeah. like specifically but this is like because it's happened a few times in different ha- yeah, areas yeah like this like is that. this has sort of happened like you know across the city type thing like mm-hmm. everyone's sort of popping up in response but i'm like you no nah, like you, what, what you do is you do what one four did like they mm-hmm. weren't trying to respond to anyone like yeah. they were just rapping about their life like and that's what you guys do but like i said you know they came out like you know you come out the gate putting like someone else's name in your mouth straight away you're just going to get known for doing that you're mm. not going to get known on your own accord, you know, mm. which is why to me, Lips and Hefs and, and Enzo and, and like all those sort of acts and stuff, they ended up taking it further because, you know, they popped off and they just did their thing, you know? Yeah, man, it's, it's um, you know, and I have a question now and yeah. um, I think your response is going to be really important here. Oh, but, okay. um, <laughs> you know, um, when I went to Europe, yeah. uh, I was like late 2019, um, early 2020 before the pandemic hit yeah i was actually it's hit me now that wow bro my whole europe playlist was aussie artists like i was listening to um i was listening to lads in the hood just on repeat but then i was also listening to fucking um the mussy rook and hef song yeah who's Um, real no not uh fuck all my enemies oh fame fame, yeah fame 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 fame, yeah I was running that up like yeah, in Paris yeah. and shit. And um, it, just, it was just like, damn, I'm listening. I've come all the way out of here and I'm just and listening, listening to, to like area music. Yeah, even like yeah. Leroy, like I'm yeah. not as much of a fan as Leroy, but when Leroy was like just bursting onto the American scene, like I actually had an Australian oh, like, artist like, in my like playlist. Like Diva. Like Diva. I was running Diva. Oh, I, I still mess with Diva. Like that's yeah. still like, I don't know, that's my favorite song from him. Still. Misunderstood too, like from Lips yeah, and, yeah, and misunderstood, all that. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then- Were you messing with like, like um, Hefster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I, I initially, when I heard Hefs, I go, okay, this guy's not a technical rapper. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not going to listen to him for that. See, I still think he's a hard rapper though. He's like, hard. Even, even though he doesn't, like, he's not technical or whatever. There's just something about the way he It's flows. his delivery. Yeah, because Paper Route, I still think is like one of like, Bro, the greatest Aussie rap songs ever. Paper Route yeah. is fucking awesome. Bro, I love Paper Route. Paper like, Route, is, <laughs> Paper Route is crazy. Um, everyone knows him for his hard style stuff. I'm like, nah, man, like Paper Route. He can do at. it. He can do different yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, nah, and I've, I've, I've said like, I like when he does the dance stuff because yeah. I've always said, that Australia has struggled to have its own <laughs> sound. And yeah, this shout is, out Open Till Late. Yeah, Open Till Late really is behind a lot of these hits. But he's the, he's sort of the only one. Yeah. Um, and I'm Montellum. Shout out Montellum, who's another producer. Montellum, yep. yep. Um, but yeah, I was just like, you know what? 
it's not my favorite type of music, but I will definitely play those songs. Yeah. yeah. And it was the closest thing we had to our style and, uh, of rap. Uniquely Australian yes. sound. Who the yeah. hell, that, who's doing that overseas? No one's doing that overseas, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's different if you're fucking rapping on a house beat or whatever. This is not house. No, this is not house. No. Like this is hacking, gabbering yeah. type shit. This whatever. is specifically made to hack to. Yes. Know? And it's like, you know, whether you like it or love it, yeah. This is actually an Australian sound. Yeah. No, because prior 100%. to that, and now you see act like HP boys have worked with Joel Fletcher. Yeah. Um, even like brothers. Like even brothers, brothers. Yeah, they're doing they're doing that sort of stuff too. Even now. brothers as yeah. well. And a lot of people can't stand brothers, but yeah. you know what? That's for another day because yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have differing opinions on that. But yeah, me too. <laughs> um, like they're actually all right. The brothers were like I was sort of I sort of like I sort of fuck with the brothers. But anyway. Um, here's the question and I don't want I mean I don't know who, who even knows if they listen to this but they <laughs> might because you're on it Oh, I feel like the big acts yeah so one four mm-hmm. hefts yeah um, HP boys those mm-hmm. three specifically yeah I feel like they're in a bit of a tough situation at the moment why is that and I say that because you have such a massive success out the gate, mm-hmm. right? 18 to, I want to say 20, yeah. huge, huge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Success, crazy worldwide features, Dutch Valley hopping on songs and, mm, you know, whatever, mm. doing remixes. Um, mm, mm. They all did yeah, it. Yeah, Mattis of the Mattis. Yeah. yeah. Um, even who's, uh, Hef's got songs with H and stuff, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. It was like Nerve and H. Yeah, Nerve uh, and H taste, and all that. Taste yes. Shake. Yeah. Um, Shout out Nerve. HP boys as well doing yeah. the stuff in the UK and all that. But that for me has died down a bit. Yeah, it has. I agree. Am I am I wrong by saying no, that? No, no, no. I, I 100% agree. Now, I don't think it's because – I think that's just natural evolution of music. You come yeah. out strong and people tend to really mess with – the raw stuff. And yeah. what I mean by raw is like, maybe it's not mixed the best. Yeah. Maybe it's not mastered the yeah, best. I, I don't really care about it. Anymore. Yeah. Maybe, but it's just that raw energy that yeah, people yeah. were attracted to. Different for Australian music too, because Australian music has always historically been super clean and polished. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So I felt that all of their projects, mm-hmm. they, didn't hit the, they didn't hit the point for me. Nah. And, and I agree with you on that. And um, I'm probably going to like ruffle a few feathers out in there. I'll say it like this. Like, I've been told like this from somebody, like the slower it takes to build your fan base, the longer to, you know, it takes for them to get tired of you. But the thing is mm-hmm. these guys, like you said, came out the gate super strong, yep. but it's like the longevity factor. It's like, well, where can you go from here? Because you've come out this strong and you've reached this sort of peak super early. It's like, yes. where do you go from here? Uh-huh. You know, it's like- It wasn't a slow burn. It wasn't it was a slow, not a slow burn. No, nah, man. That shit know? fucking, that's like a house fire right there, bro. Like yeah. That shit spread like wildfire. And yeah. it's like, but but then it's like, they've hit this, you know, most of the acts in the scene have sort of hit this point where it's like, yeah, like, you know. Plateau. Oh, yeah, it's like, mm. everyone's sort of at this point where it's like, okay, now it's like, you know, they got like cars and they got money and they got mm-hmm. fancy clothes and stuff. But I'm like, okay, but how, how old are you guys? You know, you guys are like, what? Super, like, you know, mad young. young. Yeah. Where, do you, where do you go from there? Like, do you, because you just can't, downgrade you know, no because then yeah. people will be then like it looks like you're oh falling yeah off. then they are oh, your break ah, da, da, mm. you're this it's like mm. where do you what do you do do you do like a complete 
like 180 or do you just change your style like that's to me the question that's like still sort of needs to be answered and and you know what and this is probably going to be real controversial like i don't think i think there's going to be something new i think like this is this is this is how i've always said it to and i've always said it to like my bro zion shout out to zion garcia um it's kind of like what rap was in the 80s, yeah? With like the gangster rap, like, you know, NWA had like straight out of Compton, you had like Ice-T pushing like, you know, six in the morning it's and like Schooly D with PSK. Like, yeah. bro, I know my old school shit, but yeah. like, I love my old school rap. And it's sort of like, you know, it, it's like the gangster rap was so prevalent to a point, but then, you know, naturally people just want to hear something different and stuff. Nas you know? and Tribe. Yeah, and so you that. see like the native tongue start yeah. coming through. Yeah. So you see like De La Soul, Jungle Brothers, you mm-hmm. got Brand Nubian, you got, mm-hmm. yeah, Tribal Quest. like Farside, all that. Yeah, yeah. Farside, bro, big, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's like Souls of Mischief, Hieroglyphics, like yeah. all those sort of and guys. And that ain't gangster rap. And that's not <laughs> gangster rap. But yeah. the thing is that sort of took over because it was like, you know, they just like mainstream like or not mainstream i guess but like you know whatever was popular like that wasn't popular anymore because it's like that's it's it's been told like right, music been done. music moves in in very interesting ways yeah. and it comes in waves yeah. and you know now in america uh-huh. the biggest rappers are street rappers yeah right uh-huh. but when we're talking like i want to say maybe that era of like 2014 to 2017 when everything was like melodic trap. Yeah. They weren't, Travis Scott's not a street guy. Yeah, Lil Yachty's. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? mean? Eats but, pizza like and exclusively. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> and then, and ne- now you have acts like, you know, your ESTGs, your Pooh Shiesties, yeah, these all street like guys. Lil Dirk. Yeah. They're street guys. Yeah. And music comes in waves and you just yeah, made man. a good point there. You know, yeah. gangster rap, killing it in America. Yeah. The new guys come in. It's a new wave. It's a new sound. Yeah, yeah. And then and then then you start to hit the late nineties and the early two thousands where it's like flossy rap. And yeah, like, it starts getting clean. Yeah, it starts know, getting shiny like, suit era. Shiny suit era. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then you know, I love I love talking about musical evolution. Yeah. And I think, no, me too. And I think you're right. I I do think you're right. Yeah, man. Here's another question or a statement, I guess, that you can reply to. Yeah. So HP one four yeah. lips. Hefs, uh-huh. etc., come out with projects, whether they're EPs or whatever, yeah. long EPs. I don't even know these days. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one four especially yeah. tried to experiment with some new sounds. Yeah, and I'm not going to say it failed, but I'm not going to say it, it went crazy. Yeah, right. I agree. Yeah, um, and it's a tough situation for I. I actually have sympathy. It's a tough situation for artists to yeah. be in because it's like. You keep making drill songs and everyone's just like, oh, we need something new. You guys are fucking doing the same song. Yeah. But then you move away from it and then, and then you get people saying, no, 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 go back to that old shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just feel like, and why I said they're in a tough position now is because yeah. I all feel like they're in their rebrand phase. Yeah. And they're gearing up. Yeah. One Four's been shooting videos and yeah, doing like shit. I just seen them at the JD thing. Yes. Yeah. They're busy. Yeah. But not much is dropping. Yeah. But they're active. Yeah. Hefs. Yeah. Where's Hefs been? Uh-huh. Yeah. HP boys, yeah. I feel like, have gone into hiding. I know they're working. Not dumb. Yeah. But after that, uh, I think it was six to the world. Yeah. They were doing like the little singles and stuff like lo- like um, yeah. loyalty and like rumors. Yeah. And, I th- uh, but I th- M1 and stuff. I, I don't think there was that- you know, and that's that's the blessing and the curse of having a quick blow up. Yeah, man. Um, it's not exciting anymore. It's not exciting. And how yeah. do you follow it up? How do you come with something new? Yeah. So what, if you were like behind the scenes, 
<laughs> of yeah. these acts, okay. what would you suggest? Maybe even like, this is just theoretical. Okay, yeah. Just a bit of fun. Yeah. For each act, give me what you would do with them. Well, and I've, and I've actually like had conversations with like these guys. Like I've had the yeah. conversations with like One Force Manager about this. Shout out Rick. I yeah, love Rick. Shout out Rick. Always been nice to me. He's given me so much game. Like uh, to me, I was like, if you're going to do the drill shit, like I think it would have been cool to do like a full project of just straight drill. You mm-hmm. know, as much as people were going to sit there and be like, oh, it, like it's going to get old. I think the way that they put it out by putting out singles and, and like starting to do, shoot like, cool videos and whatnot. I feel like that sort of removed the the edge from it because it's like now you started seeing like it was getting super polished and you know and, and to me, YP taking off the mask was too early. Like that was too early. But see this is easy to say in hindsight. So I guess you know we'll say put that out there. Of course. You know? Yeah. But looking back at it, like too early, too early for him to be taken off the mask, you know? Like do you they think it was, do you think it was just a, a sort of image rebrand after coming home? Yeah. Like, and, and, and it was like, there's, there were all these sort of external factors going into it, which sort of probably played a part in, in yeah. what they did, you know? So it's not like I'm saying like, oh, they, they should have done it, you know? It's just like what I would have It's done. all hypothetical. Yeah. yeah. Like I would have really been like, let's just hone in on that energy of the message and spot the difference and just make like a strong project of that and people would have eaten it up because imagine if like they put out the project and it was like lads in the hood was on it in the beginning was on it ben yeah. 10 was on it spot the different like and then a bunch of other like drill songs that's, you know? a, that's a tough project yeah <laughs> that's a hard project and yeah. people would eat it up and you could legit like do crazy things off that anyways you know but what i think also was a big thing too was like the touring sort of side of it like they 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 and this it's and tough. this is tough because it's like you know external factors of course mm. but it was like every everything that they did was sort of treated like this big event like this like oh, oh my gosh they're coming to brisbane oh my gosh like this is like a once mm. in a lifetime opportunity instead of treating it like we're just doing brisbane yep okay let's go to another too much okay. expectation maybe. too too much like trying to put it on like some like where like breaking new ground type thing the thing is is when you get self-aware you sort of stop like it, it gets into your head that yeah. you're like, oh, we're doing big things now. And so that sort of starts to taint things. Whereas with the message, it's like, they didn't expect it was going to pop off type thing. Like they, they didn't think about any but of that. But that's the beauty of it. But that's, that's exactly the That's why the it beauty. hits so hard. That's why it hits so yeah. hard. Same, same with And like, I don't blame them. Like, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. I know you know this. I'm just saying yeah. this for conversation's sake. But, yeah. you know, they're boys from the West. It's like yeah. touring. You told them that you're going to tour Brisbane and Melbourne and all that a couple of years ago. They would have been like, like fuck, oh, off. fuck off. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, so I do understand why, why? they were like, oh my God, like, oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. You no, know what I mean? Exactly that. But this is an artist thing. It's art. It's, it's artist brain time. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, You've got to hone in and be like, all right, we're doing Brisbane, but, you know. It's it's like a whatever type thing. Because <laughs> yeah. they film like, you know, this big video for it. And I was mm. like, I don't know. Like, to me, I would have just been like, this is just another this is just another notch and you know, whatever. Like on so the what, what would you do? Say, say that one, four are coming out with an EP. Yeah. Right. How, how would you approach it? Would you go back to the initial style? Would you try to go international, get some international features? Nah, man, would I you feel do? like, I feel like I would have definitely honed in on the, on the scene here. And that's another thing that I sort of. Kind do you of, mean that for the first EP or the one coming up? I'm saying like, I'm saying like for the, for like, you know, let's, let's say hypothetically they did like that drill project. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. saying like the next one, after that could have been like you know honing in on the Aussie scene and because this is this is another thing I kind of like had a bit of a problem with like as a music listener like Mm -hmm. it was super 
the the you know against all odds was like super polished and it was clean but to me i'm like that's not what i listen to one four for you know yes. and like you can you can do that sort of music you can make like the afro swing and you can you can like jump on like the trap beats or whatever but it doesn't need to sound that way yeah you can still make it your brand you yeah. know like of yeah. you know real rough and like real you know raw type energy you know real lad type shit mm. um but then they, you know, they got like the international guests on it. And I just felt like it was too soon to do that. Like I would have loved to see, you know, like like a husky or something jump on, you know, and, and that would have, yeah, or like even like seeing the Section Sixty boys jump on the EP, like to posse, actually like a big posse, yeah, like to hard. actually start backing the other acts in the area and start building like a world around, you know, yeah. that's what I personally would have would have wanted to see because it was like one four were like here and then they just got taken out. Straight away. Well, that world, that world point that you just made, yeah. it actually was a thing for a bit. It you was. Had, you had like yeah. um, Chiz, Chizzy, that that guy that does the reactions in the UK. What's his Chazza, name? Chazza. Chazza. Yeah. Chizzy. <laughs> Him and a lot of other people were like doing videos yeah. on Sydney beefs and diss tracks. Yeah, that was and, so weird. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, this is weird, but it's like low key people are over there. But but yeah, are like are like they're buying into in. this they're world. Like tapped in, yeah. I would have just tried to expand on that. That's you know that's that's interesting. What would you do for um? What would you do for for Hefs? For Hefs, I would literally like, and this is like a personal thing for me. I don't know. Like, I would have definitely like pushed the 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 singles of like yeah you know he can be on the dance shit he can be yeah. on the dance shit. But then I feel like. Well, you know, he dropped that EP, Living in Sin. And yep. to be honest, I was like, not it. And that's because of a lot of factors. Like, I don't think the mixing was great. I, I mm. think the, the ideas were sort of lacking. I think, like, Hefs really shines on, you know, like, really raw gutter shit. And I think they could have tapped into to other producers across the scene. And this is another thing. Like, you know, the scene, the, the, the clicks in Sydney are very clicky. Like, they don't want to yeah, reach across like that, to, yeah. to other producers and stuff. To me, I would have been like, let's get this. Let's get, like, AY. Let's get AY to do it. Mm. Shout out AY, like, one of my favorite producers. Let's get Genius to do, like, some crazy shit. Let's get, like, you know, this this guy, blah, blah, blah. blah. But, you know, they they sort of kept it in-house. And I feel like that's sort of what dragged it down almost. I would have- Is that a trust thing because of the life that they come from? It's like, I only want people around I trust. Well, I don't know. Like to, to me, it's- Or like, is that a cop out? I feel like it is because, yeah. because I'm like, if you're artist, like you should be willing to, to like see where the music goes. Like, yeah, you have to. You know, like you should be willing to just work with anyone, see, mm. see where, where, where the music will take you, see, see just, you know, what, what it's going to go, like where it's going to go down. Mm. Um, like at least for her, so I'll, personally, I would have honed in on like the paper route shit. I would have honed in on that. For okay, like, so more trap. For, for that and then start putting out like, the, the dance stuff and then maybe do like just keep doing the dance stuff and then I would have been like so like to me like then I would go international because Hefs has a Hefs has a sound that's like easily exportable well that's you know and that's was going to be my next point if yeah. we you know COVID played a factor I guess that did. yeah yeah but I could definitely see Hefs having a residency Bro. in Ibiza. Yeah, like, <laughs> you like know what I mean? to me, Hefs should be on like that massive festival circuit, yes. you know, like, you know, out in Europe and shit. Yes. Cause he would be killing it. Like, yeah. and and he has that look that's just like easily accessible. Like he's got like the Mr. Shooting Squad shit, you know, yeah. like I'll, and tell him I'm doing it to Like he's got all the, he's got everything, you know, like he's got the catchphrases, he's got the look, like he's got the energy, he's got it, the yeah. charisma. And there's so many internal, international acts yeah. that could, collaborate with hefs yeah um especially in europe yeah there's a guy uh who's like i would say the biggest rapper in spain right now his name's morad okay yeah i haven't heard of it um and a lot of and a lot of his music yeah. is very quick yeah okay. 140 145 bpm it's like boom, yeah boom, 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 boom. 
and he's rapping. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I could say Hef's, I could, Hef's good. Yeah. Voice. See, see that sort of stuff. I'm like, you bring in different influences. Like, get Hef's on like some Bailey or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, get oh, him, that would be cold. Get him too. on like some like Bailey type thing and have him some like Blanco shit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or even even not even blank, like some Sango type shit. Yeah, okay. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like, get him on something really odd or something like that. You know, and just see where he takes it because I feel like he's the type of rapper that would literally just take any beat and just make it his just by how he sounds. Do you think? Do you think? And you know, this is all. Uh, I'm more of an outsider than you but, are, but I, I, you know, do you think it does come down to the artist being stubborn? I'm not sure because like, could you see Hef's turning around, going, "Yeah, I want to buy a beat." I don't know, like, because I, I haven't really like properly been in the studio. Like, I've sort yeah. of just kind of like stepped in, shook hands, yes, type thing. But yeah. I've never actually been like in the studio apart from like one four, mm-hmm. like. One four, uh, one four, like open because, like you know, Rick's like sort of like opened them up, sort yes. of. Thing. But I don't know, and maybe, like maybe they are sort of just like, nah, I don't like that, you know, nah, you know. But to me, they should be around people that sort of encourage the risk, you know, and sort of encourage yeah. them to be like, nah, nah, trust me, trust me, like do this, you know. And I don't think that's there in those scenes. I think it's, I think it's the person that is encouraging the risks has to encourage the right risks. Yeah. Because yeah. if we look at one fours project, yeah. there's definitely someone, or it might've been just the guys themselves that yeah. said, yeah, we want to do, um, we want to do songs like, is it heartless? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We want to do songs like that, or we want to do more like quote unquote pain rap. Yeah. So that in itself, yeah, it's a style change, but it's not a mm. risk because yeah. it's, it's, that music worldwide is huge. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not a risk because it's it's that's been known to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dirk, Pain Rap, um, Baby, they all do it. Like, yeah, like Roddy Rich and all Roddy that. Roddy Rich, all that. Rod Wave. Yeah. And yeah. and this is another thing I wanted to say too. Like my my come up in the scene was completely separate from any of that. Like yeah. I didn't I didn't come up because of one four. I came up because I went to the east myself and I did everything myself. Like yeah. I went and I was going to all these all these parties by myself. You know, like because I just in. wanted to tap in. You know, and I guess I'm gonna go like a little bit about my my like my go, journey. Go, go, go. I got started in music um, with uh, Becca Hatch. Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah. So me and Becca Hatch actually. So shout out Rebecca. Like that's all. That's always been my day one sort of thing. Like we locked in because of church again. She was Mormon as well, mm-hmm. and that's another thing too. Like we'll get Is she into. She Polynesian. Uh, yeah, she's uh, part Samoan, part uh, First Nations. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and that's another thing too. Like a lot of the mainstream acts are actually like we're we're from the church, you know. Like mm-hmm. and that's and it's like it's funny because it all sort of wraps back around like HP boys, you know, from the church and stuff. Like I seen like on it in like Mountie, and I was just like wondering what he's doing here, but then his cousins like i grew up with his cousins sort of thing like it's funny and then even like lissy like lissy like knows my cousins up in brizzy because uh like my sister sent me a story of like my cousin andrew and he's like dancing like on lissy's like story or whatever and i was like what the hell like another link <laughs> like i don't know it's, it's and, and it's because of like that you know the church so from literally from this thing like fsy right it, it's like a big conference think about like hillsong you've yes. Campbell though. Like it's pretty much like the Mormon version of that. And so I seen, I had seen like Rebecca perform there and she was like super open. Like, and she was really like one of the only, I guess like Pacifica singers out there sort of, you know, trying to actually do cool things, you yeah. know, actually trying to like take music somewhat seriously. Like, you know, she was doing gigs and whatnot. And so Rick manages her, right? Yeah. Rick manages yeah. her now. Um, And so I had, you know, always been a nerd. Like I, w- I remember like, 
in like year nine, you know, I'd be like on like rap genius and stuff, like annotating and stuff. Like I'm cut from that cloth. I was like a full nerd about music. We're, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're similar with that one. Like yeah. I was like on like, I remember being like a kid and being on like LimeWire. I remember like, mm-hmm. like this goes back deep and having like Lady Gaga, like and Wale, you remember that song? Yeah, Chilling? Yeah, 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 I had like the seed of that. And, and like, I just used to play the video over and over again cause I love the song. <laughs> like I was like genuinely like a genuine nerd about music and so, just from like loving you know rap music and and just having like you know always, it always being played in my house like my family's from South Auckland so they brought mm-hmm. a lot of that musical history because South Auckland historically has always been more tapped into hip hop and R and B oh like New Zealand Huge in general New Zealand hip-hop. in general yeah. has just always been tapped into hip hop mm-hmm. and R and B way more than Australia mm-hmm. you know that's always been the case so it's like you know my family migrated over here they brought a lot of that with you know with me mm-hmm. and that sort of always stuck with me and how I've listened to music, you know? Mm. Um, and so just from there, you know, like growing up and stuff, like I was real nerdy about it. Like I just got really into it because, you know, my, my uncle, my uncle Tully, like shout out my uncle Tully, like he's a man. Like he would sit there and be like, oh, you know, my, like, I'd be like, he'd be telling me like, yeah, um, my favorite rappers are Karis One, Most Deaf and Ludacris. You should listen to this, this and this. And he taught me how to play guitar as well. But, he, you know, he was like self-taught sort of thing. So he just like kind of rubbed off on me. And so all of that, like you know these different worlds and then growing up in school like i don't know if it was like this in melbourne but like like every four like you know knew how to sing like guitar yeah. and i'm gap. glad you said it because yeah. i was gonna say it like <laughs> i was gonna I say know it, I was like, it is that my place to say it i didn't like, i didn't know if it was like but that, i was like but why like, why do the poly kids like all know how to sing and play like guitar with it's just, ukulele it's just like a nat- like it's just like an innate thing like serious and i think a lot of pacifica people will agree like it's just innate i can't really it's just in you yeah because mm. like i think ch- like church isn't the reason that we we do music like mm. it doesn't come from church like it's just a natural thing and just the thing is church just happens to facilitate that that's yes what i see it it's be. a part of church it just yeah. it just happens to like yeah you, know, mm. you know accommodate our gifts or whatever but um yeah so anyways like yeah so i i end up getting really deep into the music more than any like kids my age you know at, like at all because i was yeah like i said i was on rap genius when it was rap genius were you looked at differently because you know, growing up where you did, oh, yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of kids out there not doing that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because here's the thing, like growing up, like I wasn't like fucking, like see, I'm the only fucking fob out there that probably like, oh, actually, you know what? I've, I've sort of grown up and started talking to other like bodies mm. about this, but like uh, growing up, I was like the only fob I know that didn't like like play any sports and nothing. Like I wasn't even play, like that big on like games and nothing. Like I was always just like about like my music and yeah. like about like, like other shit, like creative shit. Like I loved like, you know, tv i love like movies i love you know just anything telling a story you know i love like oh i mean this is like i'll probably sh- and, and the thing is it's like it, it was like a thing of like being accepted because i was good at something that they were good at you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. if it was because if it wasn't sports you had to be good at music and yeah, uh, yeah. that's sort of what i i brought like because i was the kid at school and i know a lot of people can probably vouch for me on this like i was the kid yeah. with the guy i was the kid with the guy like i was always strumming and shit i brought my guy like i fully like stole a guitar from the music room in like year seven and shit i just walked around with it like at school i was that kid you know and so yeah i was hella nerdy but like i was ex- sort of like accepted type thing because i had like you know i was good at it you know yeah. I, I was and i could like play and i could and i could like sit, sit with the boys and stuff and like we just like freestyle or whatever type thing you know and and it's just funny because yeah i definitely was looked at like hella strange you know because i would be bumping like 
you know, oh, and I'll be bumping like Tyler and Danny Brown and, and yeah, all like that. But at, but at the same time, I'll go lunch and then jam like, you know, fucking like DSS and like Spawn Breezy and yeah. J Boog and shit, you know? And then it's like, people, I guess, didn't really know how to unpack that you know, of me. Cause I was, but to me, it's just like, where I just loved all of it. Like I love just music in general. What, what about, what about, have you ever had someone sort of be like, don't worry about all that music shit, bro. Yeah, and like, this is funny because I've literally, I've literally been told this to my face, but not by a teacher or nothing. Mm. Like, like um, I've literally been told this to my face, like at school, like you know, because this music shit's not gonna work out. Like, it's not gonna work out. You know, I've literally been by told other that. Polynesians. Nah, nah, nah. Okay, by like <laughs> this, like fucking Lebo guy. Nah, <laughs> it had to be a fucking Lebo, <laughs> you dickhead, bro. <laughs> fucking hell. I'm not You're gonna say us look bad. I'm not gonna say his name or nothing, but like yeah. I literally been told that, and so that's always just stuck with me. You know, like that this just wasn't in the cards for anyone. Mm. And, and this goes back to like what I was saying about like Nami being my best mate, because I would go to Nami and I would be like, bro, like you should listen to like cunning linguists and shit. Like <laughs> I was like- Yeah, you're a hip hop nerd. Bro, I was that nerdy. I'd be like, bro, like check out like Jedi mind tricks, heavenly divine and shit. Oh my <laughs> God, did you go through a conspiracy stage? Yo, I was like, I was like 13 on the fo- on like Facebook, like comments and shit being like, bro, I, like, I'm 12 and I don't know what real rap is. <laughs> Holy shit, we had the same- uh- we were doing the same thing. Yeah, I was just doing it over here. I was over, I was over here saying, Bush knocked down the towers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen bro, to I was like, black, black helicopters, non-fiction. Yeah, yeah, we spoke about that with nerve. Like, yeah. like bro, like, oh. Yeah, I was fully shit. on that buzz. We but got I was, sucked in. <laughs> yeah, but I was super young. That's the thing. So I was just mad impressionable because my thing is like, and this is what I would say, like I was cut off the, I was an like, internet kid. And the mm. reason I was such an internet kid was because I just felt like I didn't have anyone else around me that, you know, liked or wanted to do any of the things that I wanted to do, you know? So. What about the street stuff? Did you ever like, did, was music, were you ever in, I don't want to say involved, but like, mm. did you ever maybe feel like you were getting dragged in and you were always like, nah, I'm just going to go on my computer and just do my thing over here? Nah, because the thing is, it's like, see, Nami always knew, like, kind of, I felt like Nami always knew this about me. Like, I was just like, not with it, you know? Yeah, and yeah. and I knew, like, I knew that. Like, I wasn't trying to be around those places and shit. Like, because yeah, you are there. Yeah, yeah, because I'd, you know, we'd be at like Queen Street in St. Mary's, like, mm. you know, super late and stuff. And I'd just be like, nah, like, I, I want to go home. Tapping. I want to dip. Yeah, man. I want to dip. Because like, yeah. to be honest, I was just like, bro, I just want to make my beats and shit. Like, I'm, I was like really heavy, like, trying to actually, like, just do my shit, whatever. But I think people like you are important yeah. for, for young Polynesians as well yeah, to man. be like, I don't have to be this yeah. i can go and make a song for cd yeah and go do and 1300 yeah. yeah you know what i mean like i don't have to do it because i feel like you're a bit of an enigma in that sense where it's like yeah. you didn't really follow what the rest of everyone else was doing you oh, know what man. i mean yeah um but yeah i i feel like that's important that you're yeah. doing that and now that people see you up at triple j as well uh, yeah. yeah let's talk about triple j Oh, okay, okay. So this is like, I'm going to wrap back to, because I realized I didn't finish off the bigger hash story, but this is going to wrap yes. back into Triple J. Okay, yeah. So this is like my entire come up sort of thing. So yeah. like for people who probably don't know, and I feel like not many people know me outside the scene. So I yeah, guess yeah. this would be like a first introduction sort of thing. So like with, with Becca, like we linked because of church, like my mate O'Shea, shout out O'Shea. Like we, we were linking on the music thing. So I started meeting people like maybe when I was like 16, 17, that were on like the same sort of buzz. And then mm-hmm. I sort of started feeling comfortable. Like, oh, you're an MF Doom fan? Like, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm at, like my bro Zahn, Zahn Garcia, shout out. And so I met him at school and he was the only other motherfucker at school that was into all that shit. And so I kind of just like, yep, this is it. And he was doing cool shit at the, t- at the time too. So I was like, yep, I'm going to tap in with him. Like this is, this is yep, my guy. This guy's going to be my yep, friend. This guy, yeah, exactly. And and it's funny because he came up to me and saw me listening to like, I don't like shit, I don't go outside. 
um, the Earl album. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, you listen to Earl? And I, and I was just like, oh yeah. Like, cause I thought like he was going to like fucking roast me or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, no, like me too. And so it's just like, I was just like, okay. Yeah. And so I started slowly meeting people like very, very slowly. With, with OSHA, it's like, we just sort of clicked and stuff. And, and I was, you know, on my nerd shit. Like I was always like, you know, in, in school, like trying to make beats. I was doing like, I used to do like remixes and stuff. Like, you know, just, just off the off the bat, like my mom bought me like a DJ controller for my birthday. It's funny cause she bought it thinking uh, I could make music on it. <laughs> and so I was like, I don't want to DJ, what is this? But then, you know, I just ended up falling into DJing just cause like, I just thought it was cool. Like, mm. yeah. Um, but then, you know, just, just from all that, you know, just sort of doing it on my own, I just sort of naturally started to suss people out. Mm, so you do, one yeah. of the first people I met was O'Shea. And then I had like been making like R&B beats, you know, like real basic type shit on some like fucking, like, you know, trap soul or whatever, you mm. know. Cause that was super influential at the time that I was Huge. like, yeah, you know mm. what I mean? Um, and so I was like making beats or whatever. And I had like this one specific beat and I was just, like to him, I was like, bro, do you know anyone that could like sing on this? And cause I had like, there's something in mind for it, you know, on some like real, you know, like I was a ki- like, we're kids, you know what I mean? Like, we're just like trying to do whatever. You yeah. Know? Just shooting your shot really. Yeah. Man. And then O'Shea was like, oh yeah, actually, do you remember that girl that performed on the stage at FSY? Yeah. Um, Rebecca, she, I'll, I'll put you across to her. That's it, the link. And so she was just like, she hit me up. She's like, yo, I heard the beat. I want to like write a song on it. So pretty much like we, but I was like, I was like 17, like going up to like the central coast, like all by myself, like oh, caught like three trains, caught like three trains and a bus just to go to the studio. I was like actually out there doing like proper shit. You and know? that's just shows that you actually enjoyed it. Like you didn't yeah, give man. a fuck how long it took. Yeah. To I had like fucking $20 in my, in my account and shit. You know what I mean? Like I was like up there. Like, and so we did that song. We did this first song and it was called Vibes. Super basic or whatever. Mm. Like, but we uploaded it on Facebook. And this is when Facebook was the place to put shit. To put music. Yeah, you know how there was like that period in time where like, yeah, Facebook was was it. Mm. Yeah, so we put it up there and then it sort of like blew up in like the Sydney, like poly, the Western Sydney poly community. And then from there, because like, so Becca's mom, Tammy, shout out to Tammy, is like, oh, has always been like super smart. And like she she just knows like, you know, where to push. And she you know, she's like always pushed, you know, Becca and I've, always like love that about it. So you pretty much was like, you know, let's you know do the gigs. Like let's, let's go out, let's get your name known, you know? And that was so different because yeah, like I said, like police don't put their gifts out there, you know? And, and that's always been a traditional sort of thing. Like in the culture. I've, yeah. I've always known that um, it is a very humble, humble, like yeah. everything's about being humble. Like, like you know, someone's like, oh, far, like far, you look at me. It's like, no, 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 all you, all you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, <laughs> and you know, there's one guy, I'm not going to say his name. I'm yeah. pretty sure you know him. He's from Melbourne. And every time I'll compliment or say what's up, yeah. it'll all be it'll always be that. It'll be like nah, 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 nah all nah, you, all you, like, yeah, like nah, 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 nah. I'm just like just yeah. fucking, yeah, yeah just like, fucking take it, can't. Yeah, because I'm I'm like my background is yeah. very like passionate and like yeah, fucking like yeah, yeah you know, the fucking video, like, yeah, nah, straight the fuck out, guys. yeah, straight the fuck <laughs> out, guys. But I have met a lot of poly people that are more just like. Yeah, like, oh, no. you know, but the thing is seeing like Rebecca do it, I was like, oh, okay. Like there's some like, you know, it's like, I'm actually being proud of her mm. gifts type of thing. And so, you know, it was a very conflicting sort of mind for me at that time, because I had just always grown up with like that people that's like, nah, like, what do you mean music? You know what I mean? Like, what, what, mm. like, what do you mean? Like, so being part of that was sort of like, okay, like now I'm playing guitar, like all these different spaces for her. So I sort of started getting into gigs and stuff and, mm. you know, that world was like super new for me, but that stuff was super important, you know, cause you know, I ended up coming more and more comfortable. And then we did another song uh, called Down For Me, which like she uploaded to Unearthed. And then see, even that like Triple J Unearthed was like not a 
concept because I didn't even know, like I didn't even know what the fuck Triple J was <laughs> at the time. And this will all wrap back into Triple J. Like I had no existing concept of what Triple J was like at all. Like, really? you know, all Nothing. that, no, like all that played in my house was like CDs, bro. Like my, yeah. like bro, like Craig David CDs, like slicker than your average. You know what I mean? Like yes, that's, that's all that played in my house, you know? And so it was just kind of like, you know, this this world of like unearthed. And I was like, oh, what? You can like put your music up and like people will see it type thing. Cause, cause she put up down for me and these songs are like fucking, I'm pretty sure these songs are like scrubbed from like the internet type thing. Mm. But these will always be memories like, you know, in my mm-hmm. head. That song literally won the unearthed high like indigenous competition or whatever in that oh, year. Oh shit, what yeah. year is this? 2017. So okay. I was like, I was 16 at the time hearing my shit on like national radio. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. And this was like my second song I ever produced. You know, and that's not normal. Yeah, but to me, I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay, like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't think about it like a big deal because I didn't understand how big Triple. How old are you? Twenty two. Fuck. I'm twenty two now. Uh, Yeah, I'll turn twenty three and like like soon or whatever. Okay. Um. Yeah, like that was just like a big thing for me. Uh, like I guess looking back at it now, but I didn't treat it that big because I was just like, I don't care. Like just whatever. Yeah. Like I'm like, what the fuck is Triple J? Mm. But being at Triple J now, like it makes that moment kind of pop out in hindsight because people look at Triple J like, oh my God, I'm being played on Earth, you know? Mm. And I'm like, oh shit, people actually look at it like this. You know what I mean? Like I didn't understand the prestige of that at the time. And so I just, it was good that I didn't. Because literally I just sort of was just like, oh yeah, let, let's just keep making music or whatever. So then we do, we do another song called Leeway um, in like December and that ends up getting added to main Triple J rotation. And this is the th- only the third song I ever produced. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to call it lucky, but it's like a blessing for sure because nah, yeah. it's a th- two, two out of your three songs that you've, Produced have gone on radio instantly. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Becca plays a part in that. Yeah, part, no, definitely. You know, but still. Yeah, because it was a trip before eighteen. Yeah, yeah. No, like, seriously. Like I was like what seventeen. I was still in like year twelve and shit. Yeah. And so like I'm I'm seeing it, but the thing is like people at school like you know they didn't they didn't give a fuck because like they were just like whatever you know what I mean. Yeah. But and that's why I was always shy as a kid and I was all awkward because I was like oh like it's like you know people aren't gonna care type thing you know what I mean. So I just kind of like kept kept it to myself for a little while and I've, and I kind of always have until like you know I, I started working at Triple J, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, yeah we got yeah, yeah yeah. So so from there like yeah it's like trippy as fuck hearing it on like national radio and I started I was like telling my mom I was like mom like I got played on like Triple J and then my mom was kind of like okay yeah if, if you're gonna do it and see this is why I've always like you know that's why I feel like I thrive because my mom was a second generation she wasn't first gen and a lot of a lot of policy are first gen you so know? you're saying that she was more open to the fact that yeah, you're doing music yeah because you know my uncles and my mom all went through that in New Zealand you know, yeah, like trying yeah. to come up and trying to make their own things happen. And so she knew, she knew like, yeah, like, you know, if, if you're going to do it, like as long as you have a backup plan, she always told me like, always have a backup plan, but if you're going to do it, like, you know, you got to make sure you're smart about it, son. She's like, you always got to make sure you, you do it the right way and you, and you go about it and, and you like, you know, you be smart. And she's like, you know, don't, don't do what those boys are doing. Don't, don't be on that. You know? So mm. I was like, you know, fucking shout out my mom and all that. Can I press the button? Of Is course, bro. Go for it. <laughs> <Shout out my laughs> <mom. Yeah. laughs> That's so cool. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's like my mom sort of, you know, kind of gave me like the blessing almost to kind of go, yeah, if you're going to do it, at least do it properly and, and have a backup plan. Mm. I, I didn't listen to her about that. I never had a backup plan. <laughs> this was always, this was we always, never do. this was always my plan eight, you know? Yeah. And, but my thing is my, my backup plan in my mind was that if I'm going to do music, I'm going to try and, and like at, at the time, I'm going to try and find the most stable career in music. So that's why I went to AIM. That's why I started at AIM because I went for audio engineering. 
because in the field of music, audio engineering is the safest thing to be a part of you're because ne- yeah, you're, you're always going to get jobs. You're never going to not have work. Yeah, and it's a technical thing too. You know, it's not like um, it's not banking on creativity almost. No. I mean, I mean, even though it is, it isn't in a sense. Majority of it is knowing how to do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I was like, if I'm going to go do music, I want to. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll have like audio engineering as a job, and then I'll just do this like on the side. Yep. So that's when I started going to aim, but then that's when I started like, you know, um. I also at the same time that I was like doing that, I started like DJing uh, for fun. Like, because mm-hmm. yeah, like I was saying, like my mom bought me the DJ controller thinking, you know, oh yeah, you can like make your beats. You can stuff. do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, no, nah, no, nah, this isn't that. Yeah. But I just ended up picking it up naturally. Like, because, you know, um, I know when things are in key. Like I can tell, like I don't need to read it, you know? Like, and that's the thing of being Islander as well. Like I can tell when songs are in key. And plus like, you know, it shows you the BPMs like, bro, duh, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it shows you it right there. I never found DJing hard because it literally shows you it. And and just understanding that it's like, yeah, you know, four beats, four beats match. Like eight, eight if it's like eight bar intro, if it's like yeah, four bar match. intro, you'll start it on the second. Half, you won't, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I just understood that naturally because, you know, I, I had been, a nerd up until that point. You yeah, know? you, uh, you I were was just lucky that, I mean, not lucky that you put in the um, the work to try yeah. to get the information, but yeah, a lot of people will, will start out DJing and, and be like, I've got no idea. Like, yeah. I've been going on this funny rant lately that I'm not a DJ. I love that. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm like saying to you, I'm like, nah, take that shit down. You're a DJ now. You're stepping yeah. on the decks, you're a fucking DJ now, motherfucker. You're going to get subject to all this criticism. What a mean kind. I, uh, I, I definitely are in a similar position to you as like, yeah. I grew up like fucking around on Fruity Loops and stuff. So I yeah. understand bars and, and yeah. when to bring stuff in and all that. But for people that are just like, oh, that looks cool. That looks cool. I want to do they got it. No, they, nah, like them man. starting out, it would be like, what the yeah, what is this? Yeah. Like, you know, where's the sync button? And yeah. all that shit. I'm like, hey, you don't it did that not shit. take me long to learn how to blend. Yeah, at all. exactly. And yeah. that's not the hard part. Like, and, and it's like, for me, I've always felt this way. Like producers have a better time DJing because they understand how to make songs. They understand it's, how songs yeah. work. Whereas DJs who want to get into production, like- It's hard. It's hard for them because mm. they, it's like, they just, they don't see music that way. So it's like, they're coming in, stepping in a different yep. in, a, in a different way. Um, but anyways, it's like beside the point. So, so yeah, anyways, like at that time, like 2018, I, w- I just started at AIM, you know, I was doing audio engineering, but at the same time, like I had sort of like picked up DJing as a, as a mm. hobby sort of thing. And I was just like, you know, I was just kind of like DJing, you know, like my uh, people's parties and stuff like as, yeah, as, as you do. Yeah, as you do. And I was just bringing like my controller and stuff and just doing like random parties and stuff. I had like, I, I DJed like a, a debut, which is like a Filipino 18th, like- Oh, well. is that what it's called? A debut? Yeah, yeah. And there's like on some like, you know what I mean? Like it's it, like I was doing shit like that. Like I did, I did like a fucking boat party as well. Shout out Bodega Collective. They were getting me like my first ever gigs and shit. Shout out Bodega Collective. Um. They were getting my first ever gig, so I was doing like you know, like like more uh com- like commercial DJ stuff. Yeah, just to get your foot in the door. Yeah, just to mm. uh, like I didn't I didn't even think like it was gonna turn into like a thing. Like uh, I'm a DJ, you know. I was just kind of like doing it for fun because I just liked doing it. it w- production was always sort of the thing, and I've always said this about myself. I'm always a producer first and foremost, like because that's where my heart is always in making the music, and so. DJing was always just like a fun thing. Like I just, I, and I still treat it like that. I just go there and I just have fun. It just happens I get paid for it, you know? Mm. Um, but production is always where I've been like, I'm gonna, I wanna do this like as a, as a proper job. It's more job. passion. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'll go, I'm way more passionate about like, well, I'm passionate about all of it, but I'm mm. like, you know, really in it on the, on the production tip. So it was like, I was doing that at the same time that I was at AIM, but I was also studying my audio, audio engineering and that, knowledge still proves to be like really useful in how I see music because I actually was learning a lot at the time, you know? 
uh, it's just that I just learned like, you know, you don't need a degree for this shit, but like, hmm. you know what I mean? Like it's, it, I learned like later to, you know, whatnot, but being at AIM, like I said, I was talking about, yeah, y'all does it all. Um, I met so many different people and so many people, different people were on like, you know, I started seeing like the scene and stuff. I started seeing like, there's a, like a local scene for, for the music that's going on. And, and, you know, Yao was having like this show at a good space gallery, which is um above Lord Gladstone hotel. Yeah. Um, which is like pretty, like it's an institution in Sydney. Um, and he was just like, Oh, I'm doing like an exhibition come here. And I'm like showcasing like, Oh, in fashion. I was like, what do you mean? Like I was like, yeah, what, the fuck yeah, is I was like what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Like, huh? And he's like, yeah, I'm like getting like this clothing label to come, and I'm like, my mind is blown because I'm like, what? Like, I've only ever just, you know, like I just, I just never. It's a new world. It is completely new world. And so there, like in 2018, like fucking, it was a trip. I, I've seen like Kwame and like you know like and shout out Kwame, like that's like my bro now. But it's crazy because like I seen him super early and like I knew him because I had started getting into Triple J shit, you know, because of. The, the plays and stuff. Yes. So I had like sort of known Kwame and I kind of thought he was like this big guy, but then just seeing him at the scene and stuff. And that's what I sort of started seeing. Like, bro, you can go to one fucking event in the Sydney scene and meet all the fucking motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. you can all, meet all it all takes all is the, one event to network. Like. Bro, literally. And so I just literally was like, this is where I got to be, you know, this is what I got to start doing and stuff. And so I was just doing that. But at the same time, you know, um, I was like also, um, really, really happy to support like the music out, out back my ways. Cause it's like, it's that same thing of like, they didn't know what was going on. The West didn't know what was going on there, but I was like still trying to push it anyways. So I was like, you know, doing things in, in the, in the, like in the local scene, like, I mean, local, local scene, you know? And so yeah, I was yeah. like being around type thing, you know, getting acquainted with people and stuff. Shout out open source co. Um, and so that all sort of like springboarded in, in a way where I was like meeting all these different people and people were just like, you know, vibing with me or whatever. And they were like, oh, you know, come, come play this, come, come DJ this, you know? And so we, I actually like threw my first ever event with my mate Sawanda at like, I was like 18, like at, at like Frida's, which is now closed, which was like an, like an institution as well. And then from that, like, um, you know, DJing and doing things like that. Like I sort of had the idea. I was like, bro, what if I like do a remix tape, like a compilation of remixes? Because the thing is, selection was a really big thing as well. And and also people think like, and, and people think I'm on like that selection shit. I'm really not like, but people, <laughs> and like, I did not know what selection was until I started going to the, the Sydney parties. Mm. I did not understand anything about selection. And so, coming into like like Sydney and then people were being like, yeah, you know, like there's like this like Baile Funk remix. I'm like, what the fuck is a Baile Funk? Like what the fuck is <laughs> like, fuck is yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like what what is like, I don't know. Like, all I knew was like Keitra and Monty, like Monte Bucco, but mm. that's because of all the collabs that they'd done with that side of mm. music. And and that's the side of music I was familiar with, you know, like the Tyler and like, you know, like the Raven Lanais and, and like, you know, like that sort of world. Um, and so coming into like selection where it's like about remixing and it's like about like flipping shit on his head. I was like, Oh, this shit's like fucking gangster. I was like, bro, I should just like do this. And so I released like this, this tape called Asuelu named after like, I don't know if you've seen like 90 day fiance. Um, no, I haven't actually. Oh, it's like, it's like this fucking whacked out reality show. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what the premise is, really. <laughs> but like there was this guy named Asuelu and he was like the stereotypical, the most stereotypical, like fob ever you know what i mean like he just ticked all the boxes of like what a stereotype is like says shit like, like you know and so and so i just thought like oh it'll be cool if i, I named this tape as to like show like i'm flipping it on its head type thing i'm flipping like stereotype on its yes. head because yes. all the remixes on this tape were like super out of the box you know what i mean and i was kind of stepping like i 
I, I'm kind of tooting my own horn here, but like I make a lot, of, I make very different shit to a lot of people out here, you know? Well, you have to. Yeah, exactly. You know? To step out, yeah. you know? And so because I was like networking in the scene, this is like all sort of like into, into like July, 2019, like, I was sort of networking in the scene, you know, doing the DJing, um, just going to the events by myself and shit. Like I'll be at the events till like fucking 12 and like, I would like have to sit in the city like till like five cause the train start type shit. But I was like, bro, like this is what I got to do. Yeah, See, this is what people don't realize. Yeah. Like, uh, like a lot of guests come on here and, and say all the shit that they've done and yeah. And similar stuff to you. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, even Mason Dane was saying I was taking trains from Newcastle and yeah, like, yeah. This is what you got to do, man. Like, exactly. It's just I, like part of the life. It's you know? just a part of it. And if you're passionate about it, you actually don't think of it. In the moment, you don't think this is actually yeah. fucked. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I didn't. Like to me, it was just like, okay, yeah, it's just whatever. But it then, is what it is. You know, coming to like, you know, like here, and I'm like, oh shit, like you guys can actually get, go home on the weekends. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> like I'm like, oh shit. But yeah, so so all of that sort of was happening concurrently. So I you ended know, in networking and all that. And so um, I had released the, the tape and because I had like garnered, you know, weren't word of mouth support because I was sort of in people's faces sort of thing. And I was doing my thing, you know, people see me DJ and they were loving it. Um, it was like, boom. Oh shit. Like, Oh, this guy can actually produce like, Oh, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, cause people didn't actually know I was doing back. Like I was on Becker's stuff, you know? And so, yeah, it wasn't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't ever push myself as that, but I was always just like, no, nah, I'm my own thing. Like, you know, Becca's doing her own thing. Like I'll, I'll do my own thing. And so I just went and stepped out the door type of thing and, and done this first remix tape. And that sort of got me, I got like a life without Andy feature. I got like, um, Joe K liked one of my first posts, like ever, oh, my shit, first okay. ever remix, Joe K liked the video. And I got co-signed by Devin Morrison because I remixed Devin Morrison. All right. Well, I yeah. love Devin Morrison. Yeah. So I, I remixed um, L-O-V-E. Oh, yep. That's yeah. the one with, um, yeah, the love of my life's on that cover. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lauren Lewis. That's the small world. Yeah. The girl on the cover of that song is Jero Vandal's wife. Whoa. Or, or Mrs. I, or whatever. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah. All- intertwine yeah. yeah so like i got I, I got that cosign really early and then it was like my first ever remix and so people were like buzzing they're like whoa like okay like your stuff and then yeah life without andy like covered it and then i remember being in like uh discord at the time like uh like it's like the hip-hop discord mm. I don't, uh, it's literally called the hip-hop discord and like i posted it and then they were just like like the the literal admin of the discord Kim or a person and he was like, this is like the best thing a user has ever sent in. Oh, shit. Yeah, and, I, and he stickied it to like the top of like the news channel or whatever. And I was like, oh shit, like it's getting fucked with like that. You know what I mean? And then like how, cause, cause I met how through, through Becca, cause I was DJing like for Becca and Becca was doing like bad Apple shows with like birds and Briggs and stuff like that. Yeah. And so I met Howie through that. And so he was just like, cause how has he been tapped in, you know? Mm. And I've always said that. Um, how I was like, oh yeah, you know, like let's link and stuff and we'll talk. And I would always just like reply to his stories whenever he posts music and we just talk music, you know, cause that's all I've always just been like fan of the music. But then it's like, he saw me off of that. And then, you know, he commented, he was like, bro, send this, like, send this to me young horse. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Then it got played on Triple J, like my first ever remix. And I was like, oh, how, how old is how? I, I'm not too sure. He's in his forties. I actually am not too sure. Like, Cause he's like the, like an OG. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually not too sure how old he is, but you know, I know his you know, he's the place in the scene. And yeah. that's why I was like so mad to get that cosign early on. Like, bro, like my first ever remix being played like out on the J's, you know? And I was like, oh shit. Like, 
damn. And then, you know, fucking the local scene started fucking with me. Like, I started, like, pe- people were, like, asking me at gigs to be, like, yo, drop, drop L-O-V-E. Like, yeah. drop, like and, and people were, like, yelling my tag at me and shit. Like, so shit was so crazy. And then from that, I was kind of, like, okay, okay, okay. Like, um, from that, I started remixing Aussie stuff. Yeah. And this is, like, something that no producer ever did, you know, apart from, like, um, the New Zealand producers because they they just like what the polys do. They remix it yeah, yeah. poly. But yeah. I knew, I was like, nah, man, we got to like make like club edits of our own shit. So I started doing, I did like a Misunderstood Garage remix. I did yep. like a 1-4 House remix. Yeah, I've heard that one. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I've done like a HP Boys like flip as well. And so all of that stuff started putting me in the eyes of like the club scene and like the-, the You didn't do that one that goes, dun, 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 we some lads in the hood. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you heard that one? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Bro. No, not that, that one. That shit is the funniest. That shit is hilarious. Oh, the video that goes along with, oh man. Anyway. Yeah. anyway but no, I so I started doing the Aussie remixes and then because I was doing sounds like, you know, like Gary, you know, I was doing sounds mm. like, you know, like house and stuff. I was getting really inspired because I was going out and seeing like, you know, I've never seen these genres played out before type thing. I've never seen like jungle before, you know, I've never seen like no drum and bass type set. Yeah. But then I started seeing all this because from, from the first mixtape, I uh, like, you know, started DJing a lot more. I get, started getting picked up for a lot of gigs. And so um, I started doing those remixes and then that got me like hella exposure and shit. I remember like, um, I like, I didn't even know what settings was, but I like yeah. got exposed to settings because I had been sent a video of like my 1-4 remix being played at settings. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know what I mean? And I wasn't so even- you really had no idea like, yeah. No, it's, I had no like clue you, about you're saying edition. You're saying this for everything. You're saying yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea. You didn't know what Triple J was. Nah. You didn't know what selection was. Nah. You didn't know what settings was. Nah. Yeah. It's fucked. Yeah, like I had no idea, bro. But I just like, you know, the fact that the music sort of traveled that far too, it was like crazy. And then also at the same time, like in this like, you know, from July to the end of 2019 stretch, you know, of like the mixtape and the remixes, the three remixes, I was DJing a shit ton. Um, not just for my own stuff, but because yeah. I was on the bill for Saudi and I, I like, I know, I know what happened with Saudi and shit, like whatever, but I'm going to say here, like I always held that in such high regard because I loved the Saudi parties, you know, and then for them to like co-sign me and bring me on the bill because Reese, shout out uh, Arceze, like shout he was, Reese. he was fucking with my L-O-V-E and then he was like, bro, like, do you want to come play? Like, and I was like, holy fuck. Like, I was like, damn, like this is actually cool, man. I'm, uh, you know, um, whatever happened, happened. Yeah. We're yeah. not going to get into that, but, no. um, you're so right because yeah, I know other DJs who took getting a Saudi set extremely seriously. Yeah, man. Like it was a big thing for them back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Um, especially a lot of DJs from Sydney is like, because if we're being honest, there was only two parties in Australia that people wanted to play at. It was Trisillo. Trisillo. Or it was Saudi. Yeah. And- that's an honor, bro. That, that's an I, honor. It's yeah. the biggest party in the city. Why yeah. the fuck wouldn't you be? I held, I held that in such high regard because I was like, bro, I literally just started. You know, like yeah. I had literally just started. Like 2019 was really my first year of DJing in the scene, and yeah. like to get picked up like that super quickly. I had like picked up that. I picked up a Joe K co-sign. I picked up like a Devin Morrison co-sign. I had like been played on like national radio already. Mm-hmm. Like to me, all this shit was like happening like concurrently but i didn't even think about it any any of it you know i wasn't thinking like like, like that and so you know at the same time all these like i'm dropping like my remixes and shit um i'm running sessions i'm running a session i'm running like 12 hour sessions out of a studio in Haymarket, which is in the city and i called them the scary hour sessions because we would go from 7 p.m to 7 a.m and i proper scary hours. yeah 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 and i like brought hella people in i was just like yo i'm opening it up for sessions because i used my mixtape to sort of promote my production 
And so I was like, yo, if you- Is this costing you a lot? It was like 50 bucks a week. Like, it was Is that what, it? Yeah, it was what I could do. Yeah. Like, cause For I was 12 what, hours? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Fucking Shout shit. out Alex, the bank studios. Yeah, he's- Damn. Yeah. Um, that, right. Hella people run through that space. Like, but I was like, I was prolific. Like I was actually trying to bring hella people yeah, in. Yeah, so productive like, in there. So like, I was getting like, I, I got like, bro, I was working with fucking everyone. Like I worked with fucking like, everyone from like Elijah Yo and Free Souls and like all the like the rap guys and shit. Like shout out DeAndre. Like, and then I'll go and have a session with like Mayan Dodo. Like, yep. And I'll have a session with Phil Fresh. Yeah. And I'll have a session with like, um, yeah, like Zion and, and Dylan Allen. Shout out to Dylan Allen. It's like all these like different pockets of sound and, and shit. And just people would just come through and just like, you know, because like I've always put it like I'm a lover of music and stuff. And I've always just found like resonating with it, you know, resonating with these different artists and stuff like helps me as well get out of my comfort zone mm. and, and puts me in uncomfortable situations right like i've never met this person but we're gonna do something tonight yeah, yeah you know and like from there i was doing all that at the same time i was djing and shit so life was like fuck like kind of kind of hectic around that time you know and um sort of like from there you know i started getting my name known in the scene you know as you do you know like uh, you know the, the like the a and r's and shit started picking up on what i was doing because i was at the events you know i was mm. actually in their faces and type shit i was actually really one of the only ones out from out west you know really going out there going out to the east type thing you know what i mean and it's like i'd link up with people and they'd be like you know like they're they're from like you know the west too but they weren't from the 27 that's mm. another thing that i held like super high regard because i was like i'm the only one from the 27 out here like at the events and shit because one four one four were like treated like a fucking prestige act you know but i was on the ground you yeah, know? yeah i was yeah, like yeah. actually there with everybody type thing mm. and like came up in the sydney scene and seen everybody rise like even like 1300 like bro i'll always tell the story like bro i went to like their first ever couple shows because like i went to uni with one of their mates and shit so like seeing them last night um they did a show last mm -hmm. night like, the night before like seeing them that was like fucking validation for me because i'm like bro i seen these guys come up you know what i mean and they see me come up type thing um so literally from there like you know the pandemic happened like you know 2020 or whatever the lockdown and shit sort of put a halt to everything but i was just like literally just making beats like every day in the lockdown and then like you know i was still like trying to make music i done like another tape and shit that's where like my split the russo shit came from like that's mm -hmm. like i was trying to actually like build brands and shit like that I'm, I'm still trying to do that that's why like i sort of doing my Sollywood shit. Like, cause I'm actually trying to build like a prestige around the name. You know? So is Sollywood uh, like an era for you or is it, have you changed your name to Sollywood? Nah, 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 it's just the era. Like I still go by Solly. Everything I do is under Solly. You okay. know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it was, it, Solly encompasses everything, but it's just right. like, Sollywood is just like another like little thing I got, like just like a gimmick type thing. You know, cause I've always been a fan of like wrestling, right? I love my like WWF Fucking shit. Oath, yeah, man. I love like my fucking like ruthless aggression shit. Yeah. Era. I've always just loved like the characters and how they have like, you know, like Triple H and fucking Jim Ross would be like the cerebral assassin yeah, and shit well, like that. You know, it's <laughs> funny you mentioned that. Cause a um, couple of days ago I was listening to, uh, I don't know if you know the True Geordie podcast, but he had the Undertaker on, and Holy shit. and um, <laughs> that was crazy when the Undertaker started doing the run of interviews. That yeah, was like when he was on wild. Rogan. I yeah, was like, what bro. The fuck? Yeah, bro. Like he, like that's how you knew he retired because yeah. he was out there talking. And <laughs> you know, and I know yours is not this extreme, obviously, but yeah. he was talking to um his dedication yeah to the brand and the image yeah, and it was to the point where you know he'd be out in public and he had to dress Taker esque. Yeah. He had to act like yeah. that because then if people saw that he was just like that for the TV, he wouldn't be taken as seriously. Yeah. And it might not sound like it correlates to what Sully's saying, but yeah. it does to me because nah, yeah. 
I've gone on hella rants yeah. about how DJs are boring. Yeah. And how there's no image or brand or yeah. excitement I agree. surrounding their sets. They just yeah. really go there yeah, and they I have agree. their head downs and they press a button. Yeah, I hate that. And, you know, you had a cracker set at Trasillo Sydney. Sure, bro. Appreciate um, that. And one thing that I noticed about that was yeah. the energy. Yeah. And you had a guy. Was that your mate on the mic? Yeah, Adam. <laughs> so energy, um, you can see that you're passionate about it. Yeah. And that made for a better set. Yeah, yeah your mate. song selections were great. But yeah. if you just – if you played the exact same set and stood there with your head it down, I would have been bored. Yeah, exactly that. You no, know? yeah, um, I agree. So I think that you doing Spliff LaRusso, Sollywood, keep that up. It's fresh yeah, yeah. because, you know. Um, and, like, and, and and that whole point, you know, that whole point about The Undertaker is crazy because like I've sort of seen it that way, you know, like with Spliff LaRusso, right? Like Spliff LaRusso to me is like the like anonymous sort of figure. Like, you know, I had like a belly on the cover. Like that mm -hmm. that's what the cover of the mixtape was. It was like, there was a belly on it. You know what I mean? And I sort of took that and ran with it and been like, yo, I'm on my producer's shit. Like I'm like, you you won't see me sort of yeah. thing. And, and you didn't because it was in the pandemic. So mm -hmm. I was like, let me take advantage of that. Like, you're not going to see me. Like you don't know like where I am, but Wait, I'm going to be Wait, you're a smart cunt. Hold on. <laughs> Because to me, Sollywood is the version of you that's like out outspoken, right out here. here. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> that's smart, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you done good, you mad cunt. <laughs> that, that, yeah. You done good, yes. you mad cunt. Because, yeah, that, no, I never clicked on that. Because, yeah, Spliff LaRusso, yeah. ballied up. Like, this is Sollywood. You know, you yeah. see me out in these and you're like, yeah. oh shit, Sollywood takeover, you know? Yeah. And so this is how I'm trying to play it. Like I'm trying to play it like Sollywood is like, you know, fucking like I'm out here, I'm, I'm doing I'm in the your podcast. Face. Yeah. I'm in your face. Like I'm out here trying to talk and shit, you know? And so I've already got the next shit lined up of what I want. I, I, I like, I put it in my bio, like Cindy's best kept secret. And I put that for a reason because it's like every, everyone in the know in, in Sydney and even now in Melbourne, like, you know, they, they, they know me. You know, and, and yeah. it's like, they can literally be like, oh yeah, like, so yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, he done this and he done that, you know, but it's like on a, on a, on a wider scale, you know, it's like, I'm still not really there, but I like that. I like that I'm not there because it's, it's like- You're 22, bro. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. you've, you've already made like a, quite a name for yourself and, yeah. and there's obviously, you're not even 5% through your journey. Nah, um, man, like but this, this is like just the very start. You, you know, know what I mean? mean? But, um- yeah, that's 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 really that's sometimes guests say thing that's got me. I love that. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I love keep, that you clocked it. Keep that up because yeah. that's what's gonna make you feel like a new DJ slash producer every time. Exactly that, and I know that you know, and I know that it's like, bro, I can like disappear if I want to type thing because mm -hmm. I know I'll always be working on something and shit will always come out like, like. Bro, I, I literally like came down moment and then like something I produced got like playlisted. Like, and that kind of happens every time I get like, you know, production wise. Like it'll always get like playlisted mm. on editorial playlists and shit. And so like that shit will be like running while I'm like DJing and while I'm doing this. So I know I'm always going to be in the scene somewhat. And I didn't even need to be there. Like even 1300, like I did a song with 1300 called Cardio and they played it last night, brought me on stage and shit. That was so funny. Mm -hmm. But like even that, like they played it out for the first time and I wasn't even there and I was getting hella notifications, mentioning you in their story, mentioning your story. People were like, oh my gosh, Sollywood X 1300. Oh my gosh, da, da, da. Like, oh, this is like fucking crazy. And so like, to me, it's like, I didn't even need to be there and people yell my tag. Like. Well, you know, all I can say is, um, Keep going with that because yeah, you know you, you need 
like I said, a lot of DJs and producers, they just they come out and there's just no rebrand. Yeah. They're the same for like this five like or six years. Regular, regular people, you know. Yeah, and it's just like, all right, maybe you're just happy just playing the circuits. Yeah, and just living your life like that, getting your little bag at the weekend. But yeah, you're obviously a brand. You're nah, you're, you're obviously looking to take it further. So hundred percent. So how does how then end up saying come up to Triple J. So this, yeah, so this is all that. So at the same time, I'm building up my, you know, my repertoire and shit like that, you know. And I was heavily in my, I guess, like, you know, I, I was like from from the pandemic and stuff, yeah, I was on my split floor so shit, and I sort of just ran with that. Um, I also got played on Selection at that time. That was crazy. Um, Let's go. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I got co-signed by Jeremy herself, so that was fucking sick. Like, she uploaded the, the remix I did to her Instagram. Yeah, yeah that was I love her. Tough. That yeah. was fucking tough. Like, that yeah. was, I don't know, man. That shit, that shit was so mad. So that happened in that time. Um, and then, you know, and then you know how, like, there was, like, the second wave of lockdowns or whatever? Mm-hmm. So the second wave of lockdowns hit, and then, you know, I was kind of like, Oh fuck! You know fuck, what I mean? Now like, what? Now what? Mm. But I got this is what I'm saying. Like I got super lucky because it was like so. So Howie uh, had to like take personal leave off the hip hop show for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And so what they were doing was um, he was look, he was thinking like, oh, I'm going to get guests on to host the hip hop show. Um, and so because you know me and Howie had already established that working relationship, I met him through Becca. You know, we'd always just talk about music because i know my old school shit you know like i really actually do like yeah, i'm yeah, a yeah. fucking like 90s rap nerd you know like i'm the i'm like the only kind at the shows like you know how they'll play like i'm fucking like we tang over the speakers as everyone leaving like yeah, that shit yeah. but i'll be the only kind you know fucking knowing all the words and shit <laughs> like concerts and shit yeah, yeah i'm the only kind that knows the words yeah. like you know and i'll be that guy you know so like me and how would always chop it up about like early songs and chop it up about like polynesian music too like that was happening in the 90s and stuff and so we sort of built that report you know and that's how i sort of got my foot in the door that sense because you know he sort of kind of saw seen i was from the same cloth as him type thing you know and then yeah so he was going on leave and then he was pretty much looking for people to fill in and it was so random like i think i was like on my way to work or something like that but i got like a phone call from how and he was just like hey like um do you think like would you ever do like a radio presenting and i'm like that's a random question to ask. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, you know, because I'm not a fucking radio guy. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm not a radio person. And so he he was, but then he was just like, oh, I'm going on leave a little bit. Um, and I'm looking for people to uh, fill in about the hip hop show. Um, and I just wanted to see if you would be keen to do it. It's not confirmed, but suss it out. Like I was literally on my way to work type thing. Like I was still working my job and shit. And I'm like, oh shit. Like, uh, I was like, yeah, what, like what, whatever, like, sure. Like, and I was asking him, I was like, can I play like, like, whatever yeah, he's like he's like what? he's like yeah yeah and i was like okay yeah for sure and then like immediately is this your full-time job now yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that's yeah <laughs> i know 22 years old and shit yeah. Like, yeah yeah that's um you know and i want to get to the bottom of some triple j stuff for sure for sure because i have a lot of questions regarding that yeah and then we'll wrap after that okay yeah but easy. first of all yeah do you think there's people out there that and I'm definitely not one of them after you've just told me how much work you've just put in. <laughs> but do you think there's people out there that thought, oh, he's gotten that because um how he's poly and and Solly's poly? I, I definitely feel that sometimes, but I have someone said that to you? Nah, they haven't. But okay. I just I definitely feel that sometimes, but I don't pay any attention to it. Because yeah. I know what I've done, you know. That that's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And and to, to me it's like he 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 got me to fill in because he knew my background, not because I was poly, but because I knew my music. Yeah, you know, first and foremost, exactly. And, and so, I think you know, there is a thing in Australia where it's like people in certain positions. It's human nature. You're yeah. going to 
look out for people that have had similar upbringings to you yeah, or are from the same I do the same ethnicity. Thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It it can come across as favoring, but at the same time, if no, the man. if the person has the talent mm-hmm. and the skill to back it up, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you do, then it's not favoring. Yeah. It's just like he just so happens to be from the same ethnicity or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to look out for him. Cut from the same cloth. Cut type. from the same cloth. I'm going to yeah. look out for my people yeah. and go there. So, yeah, yeah I want I definitely wanted to ask you that because- um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I do feel that energy sometimes, mm. but like I said, because cause the thing is like, yeah, he could like he asked other people, you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. didn't just ask me. He asked like, you know, two other people and shit. And like, I'm the one that got picked up off it, you know, cause yep. they saw the potential in me. And the thing is, is like, bro, radio was never in the question. You know what I mean? Like I was like, what? Like radio, what what's, do you mean? What's radio like? So like, I always <laughs> wanted to do radio cause I like talking, but yeah. what's, what's a typical shift look like for you? Uh, but to be honest, like, I don't know. It's pretty, pretty boring. I'm not even gonna lie. Cause, mm. cause at the moment I'm doing like late night stuff. Um, what time is this? Like, this is like 11 to two. Like this is yep. like super late night and, and pretty much like, um, you know, it's like the, the, I guess like, I don't have like the free range that I did on the hip hop show. Cause hip hop show is a specialist show. So you get to like pick pretty much everything, you know? And oh, so you started on the hip hop show so I, covering so I, Howie. I did the fill in and then they picked me up off the strength of the hip hop show. Cause I got hella buzz because like- To do the late night show. Yeah, yeah. yeah like uh, to pick me up as like a uh, like a casual presenter. Cause yeah. they were just like, oh, like, you know, let's let's do that. And that's what they do with casual presenters. Like, you know, mm. they have them do the, they were called the mid dawn shifts, but they're called late nights now. Like they'll, I guess it's like a, a proving ground type thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, see what you do, like blah, blah, blah. And, and then pretty much the role as a casual presenter is like, you like they will ask you to fill in for for bigger shows if if things you know yeah, if people need to go or people yeah, need yeah. to go do whatever so um so yeah off the strength of those two hip hop shows because I got I got hella buzz you know what I mean like I was getting like tweeted that and, and all that yeah. like who is this guy you yeah, know yeah. like I was on a, on a national scale and when people were like okay and then you know they saw that and they were just like yeah let's let's do it and this was in like July 2021 so this is like at the peak of the lockdown and stuff so I got very lucky in that regard because I knew I had something waiting for me when I when it when it was going to end. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So I'm just That's like, oh, fuck. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, yeah, Matt, like Triple J's in, in my pocket. Yeah. Thing, you know, and I, like I said, like not cut from the radio. Like I don't, this isn't my background, you know what I mean? And so I was just like, okay, let me just see where this goes type thing. And so, you know, I started off doing the late nights type things and then eventually they start picking me up for, for fill-ins and stuff. So I actually got some pretty big gigs and stuff. I done like a weekend lunch. I done like a house party. Um, I done like a weekend Arvos. Like I start, I was doing like actually pretty big slots at the time. Cause it, it was like, you know, in the time where everyone was catching COVID. So I got super lucky cause I didn't catch COVID. Like you still haven't got it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've had COVID. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like the case with everyone. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, I started getting off of pretty big slots and then eventually I started getting my name out because I was like, I, I know I know the crowds and shit. Like I know the audiences and stuff. Like on my house party one, I was playing like, you know, like TV rock and like sneaky sound system. Yeah, yeah. And like I see you walking in the Yeah, I played that. I played Flaunt I was playing like, you know, Winner Gordon and all that. Yeah, like, fucking know. I knew, I knew my audience and stuff and I played like Superstar. You're not going to play Souls of Mischief on there. Like nah, nah, yeah. I was playing like Superstar by like yeah. Jamelia. You know, all those sort of songs because yeah. I knew the audience type thing. And so I picked up like a lot of buzz of like house party and stuff and so what's the system that you play music off uh, is it just a massive database and you type it in and it's got it yeah pretty much it's called nedio like it's just like a yeah exactly what you said like it's pretty is much it like streaming for like radio companies what is it uh, oh no like you, uh, you you can upload songs to it like i oh, i do okay. this all the time like i'll because like this is another thing like a lot of like 
the songs that we mess with aren't on the database, you know, because yeah, they, yeah. they haven't been played. Like, yeah. I'll always hold this, like, in the fucking highest regard. Like, I was the first one to play I'm Sprung on Triple J because it had been edited at the database. T Pain, I'm Sprung. Yeah. Never been on the database. Yeah, and I played So Sick for the first time. That's weird to me. Yeah, yeah. I'll so, so you, so you have to just upload MP3s to it. Yeah, I just literally go YouTube MP3 converter and I'll just and we have to run it through like a program or whatever. But like you know, like you can literally just do that and then that's how they upload the song. You can either do that or like you know you can rip it off CDs or whatever. But did it take you a while to learn? Nah, not first really. and foremost, <laughs> like the, the knobs and buttons and stuff, pause nah. and then, um actually how to present a radio show. Oh, see, like that just sort of came naturally. See, this is the thing like with growing up in church and stuff, I'll write back to that. Like in church and stuff, we used to, there was like a huge emphasis on public speaking and stuff because uh-huh. you know, in church, like, you know, it, like in, in the Mor- in Mormon church, like you're, you're sort of brought up as, as a young man to uh, go on a mission, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you need those skills to go and like, you know, if I can like prophesize to like other people and stuff. So, you know, that skill of public speaking was always ingrained in me um, from very young and stuff. Like I'd be like super young, like getting asked to do talks, which is like, you know, like speeches and stuff on like platform in front of like the entire like congregation or whatever. And so like, I just, I guess I just sort of picked up that skill naturally. Um, And also um, like uh, I was like a really, really like, like voracious reader. Like I used to read a lot. And so I feel like my vocabulary sort of picked up yeah, on I've that. Yeah, I've noticed that. you got a good vocabulary. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, being able to articulate exactly what I mean and being able to explain my points the, the way I know it's going to resonate with the people I'm talking to. Like that stuff all sort of goes into radio when, and I'm sort of starting to, to see that now and to realize that. But I also see the the thing in just like incorporating as much of myself into it as, as I can like just being myself and just talking how I normally talk and it's funny because like I've caught flack from like you know some some audience members and stuff like that you know like I remember I was doing like weekend lunch and stuff and I got like this text and they were like mate like you're the biggest tool I've ever heard like this isn't this isn't like you know the hip-hop 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 heads or whatever like because I was like saying slang or whatever you know I'm just talking how I talk someone was like like you like, mate, please, like, you, you don't sound Australian. Please speak Australian around here. Yeah, so, you, you know, know, first and foremost, if you're watching, you cunt. <laughs> Fuck you, because not everyone <laughs> needs to sound like your stereotypical, but, hey, welcome to Triple J. But here's like, the thing, here's the thing. We do sound Australian, you know? But like, that's we what are I'm, Australian. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you got to realise that you're Australian. Yeah. Doesn't have to, doesn't be, the have to be the same as someone else's. And I've copped it as well on TikTok, like- yeah. Yeah, I, I see I, those comments. Yeah. I laugh, bro. I've had people saying, show us your passports and shit. I was like, cunt, I'm born what? here. That's, like, that's what do you wild, mean? You want me to pull out the birth certificate? What? <laughs> like, uh, just people have some, like, think about it. Yeah. You sat there, cunt, and thought, nah, let me get out my phone. Yeah. And send a text <laughs> to a guy speaking on radio who's not yeah. said anything about me or done anything wrong. Yeah. Because you he doesn't you, have the same accent as Yeah, me. like you, you're not my idea of Australia. But that's what I'm, that's why I treat my position. It's like, cause, cause you know, before like- Do you started, reply to those? Or do you reply on air? Um, or you didn't reply I, to that one? Nah, like, you know, I try not to show them like any sort of energy and stuff. Yeah, but good. maybe if they're being like super snarky or whatever, I'll just like- do a little bit of a reply or like, but on some like nice type stuff, I'm going to say, you have a good day too. You know what I mean? Killing Um, the kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's like, my thing is like, you know, cause I was always on that wave, like, Oh, like triple J's, whatever. You know what I mean? Cause historically. Stop there. Stop there. Stop there. You just mentioned something. Okay. Okay. Triple J is whatever. (laughs) Right. Now 
I can't lie. If Triple J came up to me and said, yo, we want to offer you we a job, I'd be like, job. let's go. Yeah, right, of course. Because we know the position that it has. Yeah. But, you know, me and some other people have said things about Triple J that, uh, well, we've been quite criti- critical of them. Yeah, um, I see that, yeah. So what's your take on, like, first of all, how much credence goes into the Hot 100? Mm. Second of all, um, do you think Triple J is the end-all, be-all for Australian acts? Because so much is put into, like, oh, you're on the Hot 100, or, oh, they, they did a um, like a version, yeah. or, or this or that. I, I, and I know some people are like, man, yeah. fuck Triple J. We don't need them because- yeah. A lot of people do look at Triple J like, okay, if you can withstand and accomplish the Triple J mission, then yeah. you've made you've it made as an Australian it. artist. Yeah. But the thing, like I said, like you know, I didn't grow up listening to Triple J. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I was, I was not in that world at all. So it's like I didn't treat any of that. Like I remember, like Ebony Body, shout out Ebony Body. Like she played like one of my remixes on the J's, like as well, and I kind of was like, I, I kind of forced myself to treat it like a big thing. But at the same mm. time, I was just like. Okay, yeah. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Whatever. Like, it's whatever. Like, because I've always just kind of felt that way because it's like, you know, the music that we listen to, it didn't really get represented on the J's like mm. that, you know? It was really only like how with the hip hop show, but I've always kind of felt like we're in the generation now where hip hop is the show. You know well, what I mean? Well, bro, that's the thing because, you know, back in the day, I've known about Triple J for a while. Of course. But yeah. back in the day, I remember being absolutely shocked out of my mind that- um they had one hour a week on yeah. a Thursday night, I yeah, believe, yeah. that they played hip hop. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then as I've grown up, I've thought, wow, that actually is not enough. Like no, hip hop is the pop culture right now. Yeah. Uh, the pop genre, I should say. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the biggest acts in the world right now, uh, maybe bar Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran, but they're like going into that world. Like Ed Sheeran's doing songs with Stormzy yeah, yeah, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Taylor Swift and Kendrick. Yeah. So it's like- that is, like you just said, hip-hop yeah. is the show. Um, and you think Triple J have come around with that? Well, here's the thing. I or think, do you think they can do more? I, I think, but I, I think they sort of know that because mm. they've hired me. They've hired, um, like, Latifah. Latifah's young. Shout out Latifah T. And they've hired uh, C from you know, and I think it's oh, is C from work for Triple J. Yeah, she oh, she okay. does late nights too. Okay, and I think they sort of kind of know, like, okay, well, for me personally, like, I think they sort of know, like, where I'm tapped into because they knew my production work and stuff. Like, my stuff gets played on the J's like all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not my stuff, but you know, stuff that I produce. You know what I mean? And I think they sort of understand my position and things and they sort of see that it's like, it's important to have me there because A, like I'm tapped in, B, I know my music and C, I can actually like talk, you know, I can actually sit there and present and be confident about it and, and you know, not give a fuck about what anyone has to say type thing. You Are know? you going to swear? Um, not really, nah. Okay. I remember I swore on house party and I was just like, <laughs> oh, oh shit. yeah, I was like, oh. Like, because I was just like, yeah, come fuck with me. And, I was like, <laughs> and so they cut out. It's funny because in the house party broadcast, they cut out like the first three minutes. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> I was like, because I swore. But it's funny. Yeah, I'm not really supposed to. But um, I think there's a sort of understanding that yeah, like okay, may- maybe there, maybe we do need to get with the times and stuff. Because um, like the music team, I guess like, and this is like, I, I guess I'm trying to like 
pick my words very carefully. Like, yeah, they, of course, you're an employee. Yeah, yeah. They they like are, are starting to slide in picks and stuff like from from like different hip hop artists. But the thing is, is that because the curation sort of um, lends itself more to you know that sort of music, indie alternative. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sort of music, like. The hip hop picks are sort of oddly placed and they don't really make too much sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas well, knowing the context well. and knowing and understanding, you know, um, the history behind why certain sounds sound like a form and stuff, you can you can actually curate it with, with a proper thing in mind, you know? Because like, you know, I'm, like I know my hip hop, you know what I mean? Like I was actually there for a majority of, you know, like m- mainstream hip hop and underground hip hop from like, you know, 2010 onwards, you know? I just think that, you know, and I'm I'm a bit of a far fetched thinker. Yeah, if you know if you know what I mean. But I just think I like that, that too. I just think that Triple J have the power and the pull. They do to become a conglomerate that um can house hip hop in a way where it's like okay, we have a sh- we have a show with one of the streaming platforms, yeah. or we um have a more de- more dedicated segment yeah. to hip hop or we have, you know, even like a subgenre, I mean a a branching off. Yeah. Like a what do you, what would you call it? A sublet almost of yeah, yeah, yeah. Triple J but like Triple J hip hop. Yeah. Because mm. they, they could do that. Yeah. And That's that could a be a whole idea. thing. That's and, a big idea. You know, Triple J uh they do they have do they have any podcasts? Well, they have like um like Dr. Carl and that's like I'm I'm not too sure of like I haven't really listened like to be honest, but um, yeah. like, hey, like Triple J, if you guys want like <laughs> a entertainment podcast that like will cover right. rap as well, like tap these in. guys, yeah, tap man, in, man. I'm telling you, um, I'm uh, just giving away all free ideas nah, here. Nah, 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 it's cool. Like, uh, they got like the hookup and stuff, but that's like about like dating and stuff like that. Yes. But there's there's nothing like you know like really interesting. But to be honest, in my opinion, like this sort of stuff is cooler when it's not part of that. You know, it's oh like, yeah, you guys we, are just sort of know. like on the thing. Yeah. My we thing, can say and do what we want. My, my thing is with mm. Triple J is like, understand, like being a part of Triple J is just like, I'm trying to bring this world to Australia and actually yes. show it, you know, cause, cause people see Warm 4 and, and, and these marquee acts like HP and, and whatnot. But I'm trying to actually show that there's like a, there's a reason to, to why this exists. And there's like actual, you know, um, there's a method to all this madness, and it's like when I when, when you unpack that method, that's when you start seeing things come through, you know. And also being honest as well, like because I I started working at Unearthed, and like I'm hella critical. I gave someone like a two star review, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure I'm like the only person that's given like a sub three star, you know. You have to be because people, you know, I speak about these all the fucking time. I'm actually giving it. myself a headache, but <laughs> it's like you can be critical without yeah. being rude. Yeah. Um. Because if no one has opinions, then yeah. there's like if you don't have opinions yeah. or stuff, that, Solly, there's literally no point in you being a radio host, exactly, or a DJ or yeah. a producer. If you just like every song is like, yeah, this is a tune, like yeah, this, what, is, dope. Is, a this tune? is dope, yeah, this is dope, this is dope, yeah. Then what's actually a t- like what actually isn't? And tune. that's the problem with Australia, like the competition isn't there like it is in other countries because. Yeah. Everyone is just like, and I have a problem with like people on Instagram, like sharing everything. Why? Yeah. Like share what you like because then you have no credit. Because if yeah. you just share everything, then share pe- everything. people aren't going to come to you for the cool shit. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I think you really need to keep that up at Triple J. Like yeah, I will, don't yeah. fucking, 
I, I really like it how you know you're from the same area and you yeah. know them all that, but you're yeah. allowed to have an opinion on the music. Yeah, exactly. It's got nothing to do with them personal. Yeah. You love them. Yeah, like to me, to me, like, and I've always been that guy. And, and to, this is probably like also controversial. Like, I've always been able to separate the art from the artist, you know? Yeah. And that's in any sort of context. And it goes both to. ways. Like, there's so many artists that, you know, I think are just like the one, like the best, like kindest people, you know, like wonderful hearts, but I don't really like their music. But at the same time, there's some artists that I think are like real shit cunts, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. But they make bangers and I got to respect it. Exactly. You know? and, and, it, and it goes both ways, you know what I mean? And so I've always just kind of seen it that way. Like, you know, the art is an expression of yourself, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like a, it's like a it's like a primal thing. Like it's like an innate thing in, in humans. Like, yeah, you know, the art is expression, you know? I think that- um Triple J now has to really hone in and be like, all right, yes, Triple J could survive by mm. by playing surf rock and playing to that crowd and doing yeah. BTV and and yeah. grooving the Mew music. <laughs> they could do that, but I'm just saying there is a bag, and they're, and they're, I know they see it. I'm, I'm not, you know you're not dumb, but I just think they're a tiny bit late to the party. But better. Yeah. Better late than never to come. Here's the thing. This is how I've always seen it. Like at least with like you know OJs and stuff. Like because they're you know um, public public radio station. There's so much more opportunities for them to actually push music that they like because mm. there's no um, they don't need to play ads. They don't need to. We don't need to um, you know be in like anybody else's pocket but ourselves. You know, um, it's just it's like just my thing of like it's just like they're, they're not from that world. You know, they're not. Is there payola? Mm, sorry, what, what's that mean? Sorry, <laughs> like, like, I mean, you don't. Yeah, we can take this out as well. But like, have you come across the side of radio where people pay to get their stuff played? No, no, no. So that's not a thing. That's not a thing. No, no, no. Okay, because that's definitely a thing in America. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it's because it's a government station. Okay, it's publicly funded. ABC, ABC, right? Yeah. So it's do, like, do people? Uh, um, get on your nerves trying to get their music on the show? No, on my nerves. Like I understand like why people are so eager, like it's especially unnerved, especially unnerved because because yeah. I didn't realize it. Like I was saying before, like unnerved is like a big thing for a lot of artists and I just did, never seen it like that. But you know, understanding it now, I'm like, okay, yeah. So I get hella requests and stuff. They're like, hey, you just played, you just played my song on, on tops or whatever. That's the show that they're playing. Mm. I just want to say, thank you so much. Like they tag me and everything. And I'm like, damn, like, so when I, when I like something, it means something. So it's like Smart. when I give a five stars, it's like, no, you have to sit and listen to this. You know, yeah. it's like, cause, cause if I give something a two, it's like, yeah, because I felt it was a two, but mm. I'm not a, I'm not a rude kind. Like I'll be in the reviews and I'll be like, you know, with, with my two star review, you can fully go look it up. Like I, I reviewed like some jewel track and it was just kind of like, you know, pretty like mundane, you know? So I was just like, you know, if you're, the guy was like from like Northside Brisbane or whatever. And I was like, bro, if you're from the Northside of Brisbane, I'm trying to hear about Northside of Brisbane. I'm not trying to hear Sydney slang. I'm trying to hear like what you got going on. I'm trying to see like different, different well, flows, different outlooks. Like, like two out of five is like, it's not nothing out of five. <laughs> like yeah, it's still yeah. some, like there's like, some potential To me, there, two, two is like, okay, okay, this isn't great, but it's like, I it's see average. something. Yeah. Like a three, a three to me is like a, it's like an unremarkable sort of thing. Like it's okay. Like, two and a half would be average. Two and a half is like an yeah. average, yeah. Like a two is like, okay, I see something here, but mm. it's just not there right now. Yeah. And, the, and and this is my thinking, right? My thinking is that unearthed is the best place for you to hear it first because the internet is not going to be nice to you. The internet is going to tear you down. 
And yeah, if gonna you, be much worse than saying I give you exactly. two stars. If you get I'll fucking give you two of something else, or like bro, this cunt will fucking tear you the fuck down. You know what I mean? Like and and like cunts <laughs> like and cunts like Fantano and you know like you know, and just being on front. I've with tried you. to change a bit because nah, fuck it, bro. I love um, it. <laughs> you know, ah, uh, yeah. I just got to word things properly because as I've gotten into this world, yeah, okay. Um, people are being critical of me, and I'm like, oh shit, that's not very nice. Um, so it's sort of taught me to like just word things. I'm never going to change my personality, yeah, that, yeah, but it's yeah. taught but, me just uh, to be like a bit more, maybe give a reasoning. Um, yeah. and I, you know, I've said this, I will never set out to shit yeah. on an Australian act no, because yeah. there's, I could come on here and talk about all the music that I think isn't good. And yeah. I could talk about all the acts that all I think are corny. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that going to get me? Like, yeah. really, it just looks like I'm using them because they're probably more well-known than them ones yeah. um, for attention. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's been acts where I was like, I don't even, I don't get this. I don't like this. But then I've come around. Um, I'll tell you of her specifically who I'm talking about. Okay. But, um, yeah. yeah, I just think it's um, – I think uh, opinions need to be had yeah, man. to push it forward and yeah. to make people think like, all right, let me win them over. Yeah. I've been one over, bro. Exactly. Like, I've been one over so, so many, many times. times. The yeah. only act that never had to win me over was Cairo and Genius. Yeah, exactly. Because I just love them from the yeah, instant. But from the instant. a lot of them had to win me over. Yeah. I actually, one for won me over because yeah. like I've always been an American rap head. Yeah, same, like, same here. You know, like- even all my mates and all that, they're always talking about Nux and all this. And I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. But like, that's not what I love. Wow. You don't like Nux? I love Nux. I don't hate Nux. Yeah. But I th- his music's cool. Is like, it- it's not like there's th- literally, I don't have a hot take on Nux. It's my, just like, all right, cool. My, my thing, uh, and this is like a quick statement. Like, I think UK rappers, like their delivery is kind of like one note. And that's kind of like, I feel like well, yeah, a lot of the music gets- it's lost. monotone. Even, even though the writing and the production and everything is crazy, it's just like the delivery is so one note. Whereas yes. like American rappers actually like they'll yell and they'll like do crazy yes. inflections and things like that. Because that's why like Nux Saint, like they're like that. Yeah, they have that sort of monotone, and some people like it because it's more chill yeah, and some all that. Like because it's chill. But, but I anyways. I grew up on fucking. I grew up on. Go, name names. Oh, Go, let's see. Gucci, Future, Jeezy, okay, like yeah, loud, like yeah, bangers, yeah, yeah. Chief yeah, Keef, like. Yeah. You're on like I mean? that Roscoe Dash shit, eh? Yeah, bro. I You're like it. that uh, piff and that like shit was hilarious. two dope boys and yeah, I, Mixtape I'm, Madness. And bro, I was on Mixtape Madness the other day still. I'm on yeah. Hot New Hip Hop still hot every new week. Hip-hop, every week uh, I'm on Hot New Hip Hop. Oh, XSL when it was cool. Yeah, um, bro. Every, all that shit. Like, yeah, the source. That's how I I grew up on like, like I'm still- Because how old are you? 26. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm still a massive, like my favorite subgenre of hip hop will always be West Coast. So yeah, like man. I love I love Quick. Yes. I love Sugar DJ Quick Free. is one of my favorite producers of all time. S- extremely underappreciated. Battle Cat. Battle Cat. Battle Cat Daz, all that. Daz Dillinger. Daz Dilly. Battle uh, Cat. Dr. All Dre, the- of course. Bro. Um, even even like I am the biggest mustard fanboy ever. Yeah. If yeah. you yeah man. If you want to quiz <laughs> someone about mustard, mustard? Are you I know everything. Everything. Yeah. Because I was listening to Mustard when he was doing tapes with like T-Fly and an early Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, when he T-Fly, still is that on um, 24 hours? 24 T-Fly? hours, yeah. bro, all that. Yeah. Um, and that was like my scene. I was on this site called Iron Bass and- um, That's that sound, right? That's what it's that's called. That's that sound. Right? Yeah, like yeah. They gave it that name. Yeah, so I was like, you know, like Raven Justice, T-Fly and like early like Kid Ink stuff. Kidding. Like I was, I was rocking with that. Of course. That's always been my like, you know, yeah. but- 
I also did grow up heavily influenced by ATL, trap, yeah. early trap, yeah. um, uh-huh. all that. So that's why, uh, you know, not to make this about me, but no, 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 no. that's why that's I think um, I like that stuff. But then, yeah. you know, fast forwarding to, to, to 1-4. One four. One four. My mate Tristan, who is just a music lover. He loves it. Shout out Tristan. Shout out Tristan. He was at Trance event last night, but he'll yep. listen to 1-4. Mm-hmm. Ne- we, you know... As a Melbourne thing, especially in the southeast, like it was always a culture to like go for coffees. Like that's just what we did. <laughs> we just go for coffees like three, even, four. You, you motherfuckers got like crazy coffee. I'm not even going. Yeah, we way. have the best coffee. Yeah. yeah. So like it was a thing. Like we weren't. I wasn't hanging out on the corner like doing all that stuff. When we would hang out with my mates, it's like let's yeah. go coffee. Let's go coffee. We go get a coffee. So every time we go get a coffee, I remember- That's so sophisticated. Yeah, a, a bit. It's a bit <laughs> Melbourne. Yeah. And he'd always fucking run up and say, what do you know about hopping the what fences? What, what do you know, know about? And I'm just like, Cunt, <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah. And he's like, brah, 1-4, bro. One four, bro. You, and I was like, yeah. what is this shit? And he's yeah. like, show me it. And I'm like, what is this? And You're he goes, probably just like, this HK cunts. <laughs> yeah, and, I was, and he's saying shit like Eatswa. I'm like, he's what the fuck is Eatswa? Yeah. And he's like, come on, bro, look at this shit. Look at these flops. Like, that's then, what everyone used to say. No, I, I didn't think flops because instantly when I saw him, I was like, these cunts would bash the fuck out okay, of Okay, me. okay, okay. You were <laughs> like, just like, you're just I was like, just like, what is this? Yeah. I was like, this is intense. Like, what is okay. this shit? Yeah. And then, yeah, he'd always come up and fucking, then it didn't like, JM, I'm a one for. And yep. I'm like, yep. all right, let me look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once I actually watched that and then the Vice doco they had, yeah, I was like, holy shit, I'm all in. Yeah, man. I'm all in. But it took me a little bit, couple weeks of going for these coffees and shit and him rocking up saying, um, you know, even I swear that's all we need when we right. go there to take that trip. That's like, like I'm just, he's, he kept- The way, the way they introduced YP was uh, so crazy as well. Bro, enigma that guy. Um, Call me YP. That's like the first line yeah. that he ever spat on a track. Like he, that's- um, JM's name Jerome, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, YP had always been my favorite in the group. Um, always. I and think, think you always carry that prestige. Yeah. And he's the youngest, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Um, younger than me, bro. He's like what, 19, 20? Uh, 21. Sure. Damn. Um, I'd love to speak to them one day. I know they're very busy and and they're, they're not the most sort of let me tell you everything about my life guys, but- yeah. Um, yeah, they're incredible. Um, I've said this a thousand times as well. Like the impact, like I was sitting in a house in West London. Yeah. And. Oh, that would have been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And my friend Laura, um, she's like, you know, she likes a bit of everything, but she's, she's also like pretty tapped in because she's from London. She, she, you know, she knows about drill. And Mm -hmm. I was like, let me show you, let me show you the message. And we're sitting in her living room on the TV and she's just like, this is this incredible. Is. Like, this is incredible. Oh, this is hard for yeah. him still. Like, yeah, yeah, this is hard for him still. And I was just like, see? Like- Yeah, bro. Because I remember- that good. I remember being on like, um, like, like random, um, like Fortnite lobbies and stuff. And then like, you know, UK people would be like, you know, I guess they're from London or whatever. And we'd be all like, oh, do you know like going forward and stuff? And they're like, yo, them brothers hard still. Like yeah. saying all that. <laughs> yeah, they like, like even on, even my like, clubhouse oh, days. You man's, you man's from Australia, isn't it? And then they're like, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, you know where I'm from that from. And we actually, we actually can be like, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can be like, yeah, I literally know them. Yeah. Like I literally, know. but even me, it's just like, fuck. I was claiming that nah, shit hard. 100%, bro. I wasn't claiming Mount Druid, but I was just like, fuck yeah, they're Australian. Nah, yeah, claiming Australian, yeah. yeah. Um, because they finally found a way to rap 
that wasn't irritating to my ears, but it was still Aussie. Cause, cause it's cool. Like, and, and the thing is also like the, and, and this is like going into like real rap nerd territory, but like the, the, the flow patterns suit Aussie, Aussie accents so much more. The drill flow patterns mm. suit it so much more because like, see with trap flows, they're very like quick, you know, it's very like, like triplets. Yeah. And, or it's all on that, like the, the, the drizzy, like big Sean type, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that sort of like, I might be too strong out. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, that yeah, very, yeah. yeah. But the thing is with drill flows, because they're sort of like stretched out over the, the, the eight bar instead of the four bar. This is like technical shit. Like yeah. <laughs> this is like shit I've picked up. Yeah. Like it suits the Aussie accent so much more because Aussie accent is kind of like drawn out a little. It is. It's all you know? drawn out. Like, like the way it sort of runs over the bar. Like you know, retaliation is a must. Ain't no maybe ifs or buts. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like it sort of draws out. He's not rapping like then in this bing like yeah. that that stuff. Like I never really gravitated to with Aussie rap because it's just like I just never felt like that's it fit. that. That um that line is the best line in Australian rap. That's history. literally the best line in Australian rap history, you know? and like I'm I'm just excited to see what else comes from that, you know, because it's like, and, and 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 then like also um they wrote Australian because the thing is is like when when rappers like write yeah like and and this is probably like I don't know, it might rub some people like mm. the wrong way, but I'm gonna say it anyways. You know when when like the Aussie guys and they rap in American accents, mm. you know like. It sounds weird because they're writing American things. Like they're writing, like yeah, Shardy says you want to come over. Mm. Like say, no, like come to the crib and slide through. Like, bro, I'm like there's nothing what? that won't piss people off. Like my yeah. brother, my brother raps in an American accent, and you know uh, we've had this conversation. <laughs> no, I don't care. And, and we've had this conversation, and it's just and he and he's like, he's like, bro, he's like, I literally can't rap in an Aussie accent, but it was a good point you made before because yeah. my brother does not rap over drill beats. Yeah. He's rapping over beats that these little keeds and, you know, yeet and all that would rap over. So it would sound weirder. Yeah, if it he would was, sound weirder. If he was to be like, you know. But that's that's what my thing is like about the writing because it's like, uh, because, and this, this is how I've always kind of felt like with, with Aussie rappers that, you know, gravitated more towards American music. It's sort of like the only found representation in American music. Mm. So there was no one really writing the way um yeah like you know or like and sounding cool you know like um it, like because because to me you know that aussie rap scene like you know the, the hustle hard sort of like yeah that sort of scene like that was kind of for like it was, it was majority white fan base no it was. it was white australian fan base so the white australian people had representation and how to rap and and all that so you know they can sort of fit their you know inflections bro stuff, i'm telling so, you right so now yes one for a polynesian yeah but like I know Greek kids here, yeah, who fucking love One Four, and yeah. that was their like that was first. that was their first um yeah. what's the word I'm looking for that was their first that was their introduction yeah. to Australian rap because yeah. it was like it's Aussie but there's that there's that ethnic twang to it and this, and this is also another thing too like I don't I, I do not think anyone's ever touched on this like because the UK rap influence is so big now in in Australia mm. really one four really opened the door for UK rap to come in and no, they did we like we are in a sweet spot because we're just as much tapped into American scene as we are UK yes. scene here and the possibilities for the sounds are endless and, and my thing is like UK rap the way the way the rappers write you know, they're, they're very, they're more observational. They're not really like doing the brag sort of thing or like yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll flip you like a motherfucking microphone yeah, and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like American rappers are all on like their similes and punchlines yeah. and they're all on their like, you know, like oh, I'm this, like they'll, it's like an I thing. 
UK rappers will just sort of rap as like they're just kind of like just painting the picture sort of thing. Like yeah, it's rap very, about surroundings. Yeah, um, like it's stories. It's, yeah, like it's sort of like a um, not blase, but it's just kind of like oh yeah, this is just what happens on the block. Like there's not really a thing of like them stepping into it. You know, oh, Americans are way more braggadocious. Yeah, Americans are way more braggy, but that's like. That doesn't resonate here in Australia because here it's like, you know, you fucking brag. You'd be like, who the fuck are you can't? You yeah. know what I mean? But what are you bragging about? The the yeah. UK brand of lyric writing, like, you know, writing in general, suits Aussie rap so much more to me because it's like, A, the, the way we talk actually fits. Yeah. B, the flows uh, sit way better on the beats. Like, and, and you can take these to other beats. Like, you can literally expand on it, you know, because I've heard it done and I've heard it sound really cool, you know. And, and see like we're more like the UK in terms of how we look on life you know where where oh, we, we you know we are almost I look at Australia like uh, the south of the UK in terms yeah. of yeah. um we share similarities but then yeah. also stuff is different but yeah, if you're going to compare different. to UK or, or Australia, oh, Australia we are their cousin yeah exactly we're, we're nothing I like I mean UK America. or America yeah 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 we're, we're not we're really nothing like America you know nah. what I mean like in, in nah. any sort of shape or form like the the thing is to me it's just like because the rap you know just happened to I be I don't wear tech fleeces in America yeah exactly like, you know what I mean exactly. that's like an Aussie and UK that's an Aussie and UK thing, thing. Yeah. like you know, TNs and stuff like yeah. that like that's why I say like um the representation of you know, being so strong in American rap is like, so people see it and like, yeah, like we're like Americans and stuff. But I'm saying like, to me, it's like, because now you, the UK rap has, has kind of like flooded the scene and how people sort of go about making music and stuff. I think the writing and the actual like perspective and the actual mindset fits so much better with the Aussie accent, like that, like that way of writing and stuff. Like, you know, um, you know, because like you notice in dual rap, they don't really say like, "Oh, I do this." It's always like, "Them boys go do this." And yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean? And it's like we we don't like take taking trips. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's yeah. all it's all very um, you know, like it's like a outside like oh, I'm trying to think of a way. Like obs like I'm still saying observational. You know, mm. like like they're just like describing it for what it is. They're not putting themselves in it. Like they're just like, yeah, this is this is how it happened type thing. But you know that they were a part of it because of how vivid the description is. It's like um, Skepta, I think, is the best example. Like the way he will write, like he will be like say some shit like thirteen scores in my mouth for the same line, trying to get all of it out. Like he doesn't fucking like he doesn't go out and say like yeah I'm fucking singing drugs or whatever. But yeah, yeah, the yeah. the vividness of the description makes you know that yeah he was there. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, as like an ending point on that, I think um, um, while saying all that, and I agree 100%, yeah. I would love to see one of those big acts that we've mentioned yeah. do some do some player shit. I, I can't lie. Like, And what I mean by player shit is, is braggadocious rap, but bars like yeah and the best person that's ever done that is jay-z he's the best at bragging but it's also right. like oh my god like what did you just say yeah like and some of the aussie acts i feel like if they really honed in yeah and did that like on fly player like cool shit they but can the make bars it sound are cool gangster. they could do yeah. some fucking cool shit i agree to me it's like yeah like I'm, I'm just saying like the drill flow suit but at the same time yeah. it's like you can still spin it and go and rap on like different tempos and stuff. You can find pockets and stuff. I'm saying like uh, with the drill flows, it's just like on that BPM because it kind of stretches over the bar. You yes. can do that on other beats and stuff. Like, you know, for example, on like a on like a um, 100 BPM beat, like, a, you know, the way I see um 
I guess uh, like SOB, RBE, like how they sort of kind of go over the bar, they're chipping on it, they're they all running on the yeah. dancing. Like that, I'm like, that sort of stuff is interesting because it kind of goes over, like instead of like trying to rap super intricate on it. Like to me, I like the loose flow and I'm like, the, like we, we can take that and sort of run with it. And you're right on like the player shit. Like, cause I reckon we can make it sound so cool. You know what I mean? Like we, we, we can could, actually man. And we could brag about, we could brag about shit that's like Australian. Yeah, like, man. You like, know what I mean? Like, I love, um, see, like, I love Kush Mink's music, for example, right? Because he'll talk, like, there's, like, a line in the song that he had, like, dead up, and he's talking about, like, you know, chinging up on the Tullamarine or something like that. And yeah. I'm like, bro, I love that. I love yeah. hearing the places. I love hearing, like, yeah. the slang. And, and it just makes it feel like us, you know? Well, right? that's that's why one of the, I fucking forgot what song it is, one of the HP Boys songs um, where they say, like they're in a Hilux and they're on the M1 and shit. I'm like, yeah, fuck, yeah, I take that freeway every yeah. day. See, like, and, and you started to see it now, like, you know, even like Bless put a line in like the Marnie Crook song that he did. He's like speeding down the M4, like he's talking about the, the motorway mm. in Sydney, like the one that goes from the west to the east. Mm. You know what I mean? And then even things like what I'm saying right now, you know, talking about the west, like, you know, oh yeah, make it our west type thing. Like that's, I'm starting to see people starting to rap about that now and starting to name places and they, they refer to the east like, yeah, th that's the east. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm. we're not on that side type thing. And I'm slowly starting to um, see it, which is why I say, and that's my earlier point of like, I'm not looking at one four. I'm not looking at HP boys. I'm not looking at Heps anymore for what's what's cool now. I'm yeah. I'm I'm on a different timing type of timing type thing. I'm literally they're, they're already solidified. They've already solidified. Yeah. And to be honest, and this is my opinion again, like whatever comes next, we'll wash them. You know. Well, I think that's just evolution, bro. That's I, I think inevitable. I think, yeah, it's inevitable. Like yeah, and and it's up to them how they embrace how they, that change. How they want to take it and what direction they pivot in it's very important how they pivot because we didn't speak on it before yeah but young and lips's album to me i did not enjoy it yeah no okay I, yeah i agree but i do see a pivot now he he's doing more edm-esque stuff yeah and it's like okay if that works for you then yeah. that's great but mm -hmm. it's all about how they pivot yeah I'd love to see some of those boys get into acting. I'd yeah, love to yeah. see some of those boys, um, not to say their music career is over, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'd just love to see, you know, them going different avenues. Um, I'll, I'll say a name right now. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say too, like I really look at like JC and um, Shelly Tutsen as like good I examples. I like Shelly. As good examples of how to make it sound cool. Like the thing with JC, like the way he raps is like, you know, cause he's like, He's, he's not poly. Like, he's like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he's from Sierra Leone. I like them both, actually. Yeah. Like, bro, J JC's bars are, like, so hard to me because he'll be able to describe it, like, the way, you know, like, he has a line in the song and he's like, um, what is it? Call you from a B block. Making fiends happy when I see my face because I'm pulling up with that Ziploc. Um, school days used to rock them G-Shocks, take control. Oh, and he says something, like, in his first bar, he's, like, talking about, like, um, call up call up the lebs, let them handle the business. <laughs> um something about the fobs tell them run up acting like they're vicious like some things like that like i'm like bro this is what we need to hear more of yeah. like you know actual reference like i've never heard fobs actually been said in a, in a in a song and the fact that it was like a african australian saying it like that is so fucking mad to me you know yeah. and so i look at them too like as like almost like early pioneers of what aussie rap could sound like yeah because jc is um He's definitely got potential there. He as well. does. He does have potential, you know. And I see Shelly too, because Shelly is really the one of the guys that I'm like. He's taking the the 
pre-existing concept of like Aussie Aussie drill rap mm. flow, but he's like literally running with it and just going like hard with the references, like um like taking the piss. I fucking love that song, you know. And and the is way that the one? It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it yeah. There's no fucks. It is what yeah, it is. Yeah. Like that's like some like you know what I mean. Like oh, it just um like terms and conditions. Just the way he raps and like he he said some shit like gang gonna pull up and spray like Ajax. Bam, and the dirt is gone. Like bro, <laughs> I love that bar so much. Or he's like. Um, some shit like um, you know, we'll run amok at your function. Like, bro, like run amok is like a is like a Sydney thing to say. Like, oh yeah, yeah us boys are running amok, you know. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, oh yeah, go to the function. That's not a, some overseas shit. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. that to me, like, bro, this is what we need more. So I say, like, I shout out them to you, like, bro. Yes, big sir. shout out to JC Shelly Two Ten because I definitely look at like them as pioneering what Aussie rap could really sound like, and it could actually sound real tough and real cool. You yeah, know? I gotta, I gotta say, from Melbourne, Babyface Mel is the one that sticks out for me. Yeah, um, because. I'm already a lover of the Midwest in America and like the yeah. Detroit, yeah. Michigan, Flint beats, all that. Those like beats it, are tough, like the yeah. triple S beat. Yeah, oh, energy. Energy it, made this one. Yeah, energy's crazy. And Mel has, has got that uh, similar thing to yeah. one four where it's like, it's an Aussie accent, but it's not like yeah. white. Yeah. And it's just more palatable. Oh, can I, can I, can I say something? Like, I mean, like, I'm sure he's a fucking mad guy, but I don't know how to feel about him yet. Just cause maybe He's I don't. New. Just cause maybe I don't know the Melbourne stuff. Maybe I need to get tapped yeah. in with like Melbourne references. He uses a lot of slang, like, like even I had to ask, like, what is that? And he's just like, oh, that's just some shit me and the boys use. But like, yeah, he um, no, that's fair enough. He's yeah. new. He's I gotta, new I gotta act. wrap my, my yeah, head yeah. around baby face mouth type yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure, it's the type of thing like you know you gotta be one over sort of thing. Yeah, like, no, definitely. I um, there's a. See, like, like I, I rate like Kush Mink, like right, I love that guy. Yeah, I think Kush Mink. Um, I don't know what happened with all that. Nah, see, I think he's just like a young, you know what I mean? Like mm. it's just the path and, and type stuff, like maybe not being serious about it type thing. Because he had some shit going crazy on SoundCloud. Yeah, man. Like I genuinely, like I loved his rapping style and like how he, you know, incorporated the references and stuff mm. to, the, to the places. And, you know, he's actually talking about shit. I don't, I don't know if it's like any of it's true, or whatever, mm. but like, you know, hearing it, I'm like, bro, like what is the Tullamarine? You know? And so like, <laughs> I'll go look up that stuff and I'll be like, oh shit, okay. That's like near the airport or whatever. Okay. Oh, yeah. this, this and that, like talking about local food spots or whatever. And then even um even like HP boys, you know, they they did that too, you know what I mean? Like just saying like random Aussie stuff and and, and whatnot. Like yeah. yeah, like that. Like the interview they did like, yeah, this, this and whatnot. And everyone just started saying like yeah and whatnot. And whatnot. Yeah. I uh, man, listen, HP boys, man, I'm excited. I need them to return. I need them to come back heavy. Too, um because they're the, like, you know, they're the Melbourne ones for me. Like yeah, that's man. for me. Like they're yeah. the ones that like that's, that's family ties too. Yeah, there you go. So it's like those guys, I know so many people that know them and mm. um, they probably got no no idea who I am, but it doesn't matter because- doesn't matter. Um, You're with fans. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm yeah. always down that way. City of Casey, Hampton yeah, Park, Cranbourne, <laughs> all there. Shout out Fancy Gate Shopping Center. Yeah, Fountain Gate. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they were the first ones from like this uh, vicinity Yeah, man. to do that, but- mm -hmm. I think we're going to leave it there. For sure. I for think, because sure. um, we could go on for like four hours. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Thanks yeah. for that, man. No worries. <laughs> this guy. No worries. I think that I'm, no, that was a great chat. Um, yeah. I'm uh, I'm actually going to make a little compilation of how many people you shouted out. Yeah? I reckon we got about 30 or 40. 
Damn, that's crazy. I'm gonna do a little TikTok where it's like shout out them, shout out them. Shout okay, out yeah, no, because like you know, I didn't. I'll say this like I'm actually tapped in. Yeah, no, uh, we. I can tell, and I've been tapped in since yeah. the start, bro. Like I've seen everyone's come up in the scene, yeah. you know. So if there's anyone, I'm sure want, it's the same on there and with you, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I feel that it's like for for anyone that wants to like you know like what's going what's good in Sydney, like bro. Tapping tap with, with Solly, man. Tapping with Solly. Tapping with Solly. Tap into Sollywood. Keep yes. Tap into Sollywood. Keep an eye out for Damn everything. Um, I'm sure you know as Australia's getting back to normal, Touchwood. Um, this guy is going to be completely and fully active. Yeah, you'll see. Um, follow him on the socials and all that. We'll put it down below. Yeah, Sollywood, baby. These are coming very, very soon. These are t- these are so cool. yeah. These, are, so these are coming very soon. I'll sort you with one. Oof. Um. Yeah, me and me and Josh this year to absolute madness on the weekend. So I've seen it. you'll see that soon. Uh-huh. Um, Solly, you're a legend, bro. Thank you for coming through. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. Your mum's a shit cook. Episode yeah. 67. Damn. 67. Damn. Shh, we're doing it out here. That's the shooting score number right there. Six, I don't seven. play soccer, but I shoot score. Six, seven. Yeah.